Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 22nd of January, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. Definitely got the year right for the second time, so we're probably past the danger zone now. Do you think? Yep. And Robert Kemp. As soon as you said that, I did have, my brain did kind of have a little aneurysm and it was just like just like <laughs> oh no that's <laughs> just a small one just a little one I was just like uh, uh, yeah uh. oh it is 23 yeah okay oh, I'm with you I'm with you just a minor date related aneurysm yeah uh. Happens all the time. Yeah. Well, it's definitely 23 now because it's Chinese New Year yeah. today. The other other new New Year. Kong Hai Fat Joy. Get your buddy related things in every game. <laughs> Is it Year of the Bunny? Yep. Yeah, year of the Bunny. Oh yeah. Bunnies. Happy New Year, Gregorian bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Who were the Gregorians? <laughs> the people who were it, alive during it, the period of calendaring. Of, it was one guy. It's like saying George or yeah. Elizabethan. It yeah. was a guy called Gregory, right? Pope Gregory, presumably. Uh, yeah, it's like Julian calendar is presumably Julius Caesar, right? Yes, which is why it has July. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great job, oh, Gregorian. Gregory. <laughs> Gregorian kind of does the same months as Julian. I, mm, or did they actually add more at that point? I don't remember. Because no, obviously so. I think the Julian calendar was like, we're going to add like June and July. And like, they added like three months or something at that point. In that one. I think Gregorian is just a, a tweak on how the the, um, the leap days are calculated. Oh, right. Just to like even out the small months tweak. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but it's more fun to do what the French did at the revolution and just throw it all out. Come up with new months. <laughs> just, just start again. Make time like metric. <laughs> Why not have 10 days in the week? That makes more sense. Shit like uh, that. <laughs> well, it would, it would if it was like a five-day work week followed by a five-day weekend. <laughs> yeah. If it was like an eight-day week followed by a two-day weekend, then, then, then no, I do not want your metric no. weeks. I feel like no, seven three is more likely. Se- seven... Seven, ooh, seven three, yeah, seven three still feels horrid. You can't work for seven days straight. You, yeah, five is enough. Pretty, yeah, four is enough. Honestly, well, I mean, if we're, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. if we're actually going to totally redo a week, then you don't put all the weekend days at one place. <laughs> you spread them out. Oh, uh, so it's not like a. Then how do you go away for a weekend? Like, well, you, you'd have to adjust other things too. What's your plan, Zach? How's it going to work? <laughs> well, I mean. If you go with seven three, you're probably two and one would make sense. But then how do you split up the seven? Like four and three and two and one, I guess. I want to say this was a plot in Doug. Probably. Where, where like they they when it's like when I'm mayor, I'm gonna introduce an eighth day to the week and it's gonna be called Fun Day. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Nickelodeon's Doug, not Disney's Doug. Obviously. What's Disney's Doug? Is that the same? The shit remake, yeah. obviously. Oh, it's a remake. It's same... oh, okay. I don't know if it's a remake or if it's a continuation, but like, yeah. How Dis- good Disney was Doug t- in the first place to <laughs> warrant even remaking? <laughs> Not that good. I mean, I think I liked it. It, was it wasn't one of the point. classics, was it? I mean, well, Nickelodeon. it was sort it was of pretty... classic, but not in like, not, it was classic for being... For being sort of bad, it has its its moment. I think I've I've talked about this podcast before. Like it had, like in spots, it had surprisingly high production, right? Like, 
that yeah. like like when you think about their their the band the beats from Doug, right? They ended up actually recording a fair amount of music for them. <laughs> and it's 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 surprisingly okay. I think it's on Spotify. Of course. <laughs> I remember that the dog is called Pork Chop, which yep, is the name is. of Doug's cat. Yeah. <laughs> I remember pork chop having to do a limbo dance. Also, that might have actually been in the <laughs> intro. Like you see it every oh, time. Oh, yes, I think I think uh, you might be right. Classic. <laughs> Trying to think what the most nineties thing imaginable is. I was and I went back on YouTube and I was looking at the Clarissa explains it all intro. Yep. Saved by the bell. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, saved by the bell. Yeah. Well, I mean, saved by the bell is all like right. that borderline eighties nineties. Yeah. yeah. But Clarissa says all the intro is kind of similar. Yeah. <laughs> Way cool. All right, all right. I mean, when was Sabrina? Is that is that was that like just about in the nineties or did that, that was nineties? But it was come on, it was later. Mm. That was yeah. I, I mean, is, does Rocco is Rocco's more nineties or like Ren and Stimpy? I guess Ren and Stimpy, right? That's pretty nineties. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty nineties MTV, right? That, that's that. I mean, for like indie nineties, you've got mm. the Adventures of Pit and Pete intro. Oh man. <laughs> That show, yes. classic. It was one of those shows that I think I like. I, I hated at first, and then really got into, and then hated again because they didn't make many episodes. And so when it yeah. was on, when it was on, it's like well, I've seen this like a billion times now. It's always repeats. Yeah. And then like there was it the, the I forget what the full title was, but that Alex Mack. I ended up quite liking that, but they could never watch it because it was actually like a sequential series, which never really worked on kids' TV. Arc. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird, that. Wasn't there something very similar to that? Because she had the power to melt. Yeah, she, she did. That was, she, she had she turned mysterious into goop. Goo powers, right. Um, but I'm sure there was something similar that had also had goo powers. I was reminded the other day by the Good Faces Twitter account that uh, Animorphs was a thing. <laughs> Definitely not Good Faces. <laughs> no, really not good. I mean, that's the whole point in the Good Faces account, in fairness, right, that they're not Good Faces. <laughs> what was Animorphs again? I mean, dudes that turned into animals. <laughs> yeah, that explains the whole Did, thing. Right. Was it and then somehow they made a ma- many episodes of a series based on that one concept. <laughs> and books. And books. Probably right. books first, actually. I yeah, probably. So they were all like Professor McGonagall. Yeah, that, pretty that much. <laughs> Okay. Did they have the power to actually? Because she can actually change her mass, presumably from a from a lady into a cat, <laughs> considerably lighter. It's mm. like where does the extra mass go? It's like magic. <laughs> I guess the whole thing is magic. Into but like dust that when, surrounds the cat. All the fleas that live on the cat. She's actually really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> what like super dense uranium fleas to like to, because because it has to balance out. Yeah. With the same amount of mass energy, yeah. Or, or she gets like more powerful because all that, all that density is now is it's just like, energy. Just <laughs> a hyperactive cat. <laughs> I mean, that's the weird. That's the weird thing about Ant Man, right? Isn't it? Because they sort of describe him like that. Is that like, because he's shrunk down? He has like a but 
they don't really explain the change in density, but they explain it as like he gains energy or something. So that's why he can punch so hard when well, he's Diddy. Yeah, but I mean, also, sure. But also, then he gets massive and he still punches real hard like a giant. So it's like it's not inverse. No, <laughs> I mean that whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> But they do the at least say like when he's massive, it like ties him out super quick because he can't he can't maintain. Also, right, doesn't make any sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you both <laughs> saying the opposite? It does. In, it doesn't in, make in, any sense. In fictional land, it makes sense, doesn't it? In in ridiculous. Yeah, but the, the whole point of him changing size sense. is he's not actually physically affected by changing size. His effect on things changes, but he himself continues to function as a person. So when he's huge or when he's tiny, he's, it shouldn't actually make any difference to him. So, like, in theory, but when he's in, that... like, the, the super tiny quantum realm, right, he should, like, never get tired. Yeah, exactly. If that's their logic, which, you know, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, we're about to get a whole mean, film on that, so sense. Yeah. yeah, we'll find out. Quantum mania. Quantum mania. Yeah. Like, Marvel are getting weird with their titles, aren't they? Like, they're getting less... They're just going, yeah, fuck, but whatever. We'll just throw out some some random, like, multiverse of madness. Quantum yeah. Well, because before that, they were really boring and obvious. So now when they're, when they're, yeah. when they're like, we've used all the boring, obvious titles. But now that I think they're in a bit of trouble because, like, we watched Multiverse of Madness and it's like, mm. it's not as mad as the title implies. Nope. I'm a bit worried that that's going to be the case with Quantumania as well. Oh. It's like, this one's crazy. And it's like, no, it isn't. So I was expecting like all the others. I'm, 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 Thor has kind of got that, like, I watched Love and Thunder uh, recently. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> does, I mean, it's, does it include Love and or Thunder? <laughs> uh, I mean, I it's, it's, yeah, spoilers. That's kind of how it ends. There's, there's, a, there's a specific, like, they kind of lean into it, like, late title card style. But um, uh, it was, it's, a, it, you know, it's a really good time. It's stupid. It's like, it's proper dumb. It's like, it's yeah. not Ragnarok levels good, but it's pretty no. good. Um, uh, and it's, and it's real dumb and it's real funny. And it's, it's, it's just a roller coaster that, you know, makes absolutely no sense, but is, but is enjoyable nonetheless. But some of the dialogue in it, especially at the start, is so hokey. It's unbelievable. Like, uh, you know, losing its like a little, like the, the believability quite a bit, even for the Marvel universe, right? It's like the character, nobody, nobody would talk like this. Not even the Asgardians don't even talk in a sort of grand way that yeah they used to. So when they sort of do, it doesn't sound right anymore. <laughs> it's weird. Mm. It's a it's a weird it's a weird thing, but it's also quite enjoyable. But like I, I, what I'm trying to say is like Thor seems to still get that right like that just like yeah we are going zany woo but we'll, and we'll lean into that 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 80s thing even more than guardians of the galaxy does and it still seems to work um whereas yeah multiverse of madness kind of dropped dropped it a little bit that wasn't that at all mm-hmm. anything it was like one of the more violent marvel films yeah. right <laughs> yeah with scarlet witch going crazy right yeah it's a weird one they probably should have called it something else, not multiverse of madness. Like, they should have just multiverse called it of murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or perhaps lean into Scarlet Witch as like the subtitle. Or yeah, you'd be well confused if you hadn't seen uh, WandaVision, I think going into that. exactly. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sit on its own. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. the forever makes sense, but like, even even sure. that's. Yeah, because it's just their phrase, isn't it? That's what they always chanted. So that's that's okay. I haven't watched that one yet. It's out on um Disney no, like next week. So all right, okay. I'll, I'll catch up, and then so yeah, animals, animals, <laughs> yeah. 
was thinking that like the first physics lesson I think I had in what for GCSE maybe or no I can't remember <laughs> what for at, GCSE at, morphing at Stone Market it was like because we're talking about mass and it was like I remember them asking but us like what is mass and I don't think I've ever had a satisfactory satisfactory answer to that I got one relatively recently which was like a new one and I was like oh, okay that makes a little more sense. Um, I mean, doesn't, doesn't, you isn't the sort of like GCSE way of saying it, it just simplifies down to, well, neutrons are heavy, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> <And> like... Neutrons are heavy, right? That's what I put on my physics exam. That's, that's what you need to know. Neut- neutrons are mass. <laughs> like, neutrons, it doesn't explain anything, I know, but like that's kind of the GCSE way of thinking about it, isn't it? Yeah, but protons and electrons have mass too, not just neutrons. Oh yeah, of course. I forget protons. Well, electrons. electrons. Do electrons have? Yeah, they oh, yeah, do, but they it's do. super yeah, tiny comparatively, right? Because they don't move at the speed of light. That's how you know. No. Exactly, that's how you know. Because if it, if something is massless, it has to move at the speed of light, right? Yes, mass is just condensed energy. There you go. That's how you. Say that's it. it. Like, well, well, what my latest thing is, it's confined energy. That's that, which makes sense to me. Like, it's the same thing as energy. It's just confined in a small space. <laughs> that's what mass is. Dense energy. Because <laughs> I think what they said at the time was like, mass is just a property of an object, which is its resistance to change in Momentum. velocity. Yeah. Which is like, which is true, I mean, but it's yeah, also that, like that... not very satisfying. <laughs> it doesn't really say what it is. It's just like, yeah, okay. That's the problem, really, isn't it? Because it's not actually, yeah. it isn't actually anything, really. It's not, it's not a real thing. It's, a, it's mm. an observable. Yeah. Unless you want to talk about some Higgs field stuff, but then that's, that's a whole other problem. Yeah. Yeah, you start to really lose me at that point. It's like, yeah, don't care. <laughs> yeah. Quantum. <laughs> well, it is quantum. <laughs> 100%. Quantum. Quantum is like a cool sounding word, but it's also comes from a normal boring word, right? Because it just means like quantity from Latin, like it just means quantity, right? It's yeah. like the quantity. It's like quantity is a normal word that everyone uses and thinks is boring. And quantum sounds cool and sciencey, but it's the same word. Like there's nothing there's nothing different about it's, it. It's, it just means a, a portion of effectively. Like so it's Yeah. Which kind of makes sense, right? Because it's a portion of it's, in it's an yeah. even smaller portion of things, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. yeah, it's like the smallest portion of things. I mean, that's yeah. why it actually is bad in terms of a scientific term, because it's just like, like everything you think of quantum is like the people use quantum to refer to like a specific level of smallness that's like beyond atoms. You get the quarks, oh. and then we're going into the quantum, and it's just like that's not what that means. <laughs> no. No, it's not. And like, but quark, despite also starting with Q, U, sound and cool, it's just a made up nonsense word, right? Yeah. It just made up nonsense word random... borrowed from a poem somewhere. Yeah, it's like a, it's like beware the Jabberwocky yeah. type, type thing. And but why think, not? You can it... name anything you want. Yeah, that's, that's what names are. Like. But then they bollocks that up as well by giving quarks the property of color, which is not actually oh, yeah. doesn't actually mean anything. Color. It's just a number, essentially. It's like and it's spin, like spin. Spin, spin also yeah. is kind of not really a thing. Yeah, it's slightly more of a thing than color is related to. Color the is a weird property. One. Yeah. 
Don't don't use don't use other scientific terms. Don't double up scientific terms. Isn't that the whole point? Like, well, they used they called it color because it actually is by analogy with like color in some. It's a helpful analogy in some ways, right? Isn't it? Because you mix like it's like red, green, and blue get mixed. It's, there's three instead of positive and negative. Well, it's yeah, like there's three I mean, possible of. charges that mix a bit like colors to produce. New it's that they colors. don't really mix. It's just like you have to have all three. Is the thing. Mm. And then they only they change into each other in a specific loop, I think, if I remember yeah. rightly. So basically, then, what you're saying is yeah. quantum physics is RGB keyboard. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but then they went even further because they called it color by analogy with colors. But then they decided to call the field chromodynamics. Yep. Oh boy, <laughs> which is just so stupid. There's going to come a point, isn't there, where most of this is like, like because science, like. That there's high possibility that's all going to be debunked and like a new school of thought come in. I mean, that's what everyone that's what they hope for, right? Well, yeah, so we get rid of the stupid terminology. Theory. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is that they're, for as far as we can tell right now, and you know, maybe it will get debunked, but it would be a fairly significant debunking. It's like there definitely is this like free like trainery thing going on so mm. you're probably never going to get rid of the the color concept exactly no probably not i mean it's you probably, might it's figure out why now. it's three which they don't know presumably why it's three and not four or at least two. they didn't call it a trinity that's that's <laughs> we're yeah. probably okay there yes but i think they deliberately avoid religious terms yeah Oh, the God part of, yeah, part of that, that one. <laughs> that was a, yeah, but that was an accident, was it? Like, that, that was some newspaper did that, and yeah. they were like, no, for fuck's sake, don't call it the God particle. But it's stuck. Good old media. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, quantum media. Also, I, ju- I just want to say it, because we've kind of skated around the edges of it, but it's a word that feels good to say. A bit like Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Boson. Okay. Boson. Baryon. <laughs> Mison. Mison. Is that your Metroid Maison. Prime link? Is no. it is it Mison or Maison? Is it Maison? How do you pronounce it? I would have said Mison, but I bet that's probably an American slash English pronunciation thing. It might be Maison. I've finished, I finished watching that there, Mandal- not Mandalorian, Andor. The Andalorian. Oh, you did? Uh, uh, yeah. I really like that. I thought yeah, it was probably good. good. Um, yeah. Especially, yeah, it, it, got, it got... It's, um... I mean, it's weird, because I don't usually come away satisfied from a series with so many hanging threads. Because mm. it's not resolved. Not even close. Like, no, there's, no. There's, it's, it just found a, a, an ending point of some kind. I think there's, gonna, there's supposed to be two seasons of Andor yeah. um, total, and it's planned. And the next one is about the true birth of the absolutely, yeah. Because presumably they've got yeah. to, you know, set up Rogue One a bit more. If they're going to yeah. do this, they've got to set up Rogue One a little more. Uh, I think there's supposed to be a big time jump to the next season or something. Yeah, my understanding. But who's? Oh, maybe I guess. But I don't know that. They... I don't know that that would work though, because there's there's so much going on right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it can't be that big of a time jump, regardless of anything that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> we've really got so much yeah, space to work with, time yeah. to work with, space time. Yeah, because the <laughs> the Death Star's being built, right? But, yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, there's not a big, a good explanation for why the Death Star takes. I mean, obviously it's huge and it takes years to build, but how do they manage to build the second Death Star in like two days? <laughs> that's a bit. Sure. Well, maybe they were days, always but, building. Two. Yeah, maybe they had already had uh, that one in maybe. the works. Yeah. 
Ah, yeah, in, 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 the, in the new canon, is that a thing? Like, have they not just, just not mentioned it ever? Yeah, I don't know if anyone has ever mentioned why that why that happened so quickly. I mean, was it like two years, or is it a lot? Like, I don't think they ever specify how long it is between those two films. There are like significant jumps, aren't there, in time? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely well, it was a it, little while. Was it? No, it's a it's a significant yeah. jump in time between the first one and Empire, right? And then the Empire and Jedi are quite close. Yeah, those are relatively close. Well, at the end of Empire, they fly off supposedly to rescue Han, right? And then it starts with the rescue the next film. Yeah, right? so there's a little bit of time there yeah. to yeah. set up that's the that, whole plan. Yeah, but that's not, a, not necessarily a huge time jump, really. No, I mean... Which implied that I it's mean, not. It's implied that it's not long at all, but the, the, but um, Luke needs to train a, a, a little bit more to be who he is at the start of Jedi. You know, with well, maybe. Or he just, like, <laughs> just got real good real quick. Maybe, yeah. Maybe just... <laughs> Maybe once it's he worked good. it out, it just became easy. Yeah, I mean that's the anime way, right? Yeah, because <laughs> like, it goes back I, to I y- he goes he goes back to Yoda for more training, but that's after the rescue, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, yeah I find and it was decent. Like it's, I think it's good because, like, well, for one thing, it's not Boba Fett dumb. Like <laughs> oh, that was that was terrible. It, it was pretty stupid. And the more I think about Boba Fett, actually, it's like I enjoyed watching it, but actually the more I think back on it, the more I kind of hate it. <laughs> like it, it gets, it gets dumber the more yeah. you ruminate on it. Um, yeah. But also, like, like I don't know, I, I don't think Andor's perfect. Like, there's, there's almost too no. much going on at times. And the way they edit around major points so you don't always see everything it's just spoken about mm. can be pretty tricky. Like, to not... Like even like I guess I guess I was following it reasonably well, but there were still details I I lost at, at times, and it's like it took me a few moments through the editing to be like, all right, what's happening now? Oh right, mm. we've skipped a bit. That must have happened during the edit or whatever, or between episodes, and I'm having to imply what happened, um, and it's a little tricky. And that uh, like I don't know. That, going into spoiler territory but the whole thing with krieger whom you, i believe you never meet and you never see and that whole thing is never actually on screen at all it's only ever discussed and it's mm, kind of yeah. a it's it make it's presented a little bit like a major plot point that you never see but it's kind of isn't it's a weird one right there's like i wonder if there's like too much of this like Plots that will probably come back in season two, but seem kind of meaningless and just confusing. Right? Because how do you know what a big sacrifice it is that he's been given up for? Yeah, because what's the what's the whole, yeah what's the whole deal was... between Cre- you know the whole conversation between Krieger and Solgavera and all that stuff? Anyway, it's like that none of that really comes to anything in this. It's just they just seem to exist purely for a couple of dramatic conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if I was an editor, I might consider removing those segments, unless, they, as I say, there's a plan for them. Well, unless that, that just, unless, just hasn't unravelled itself. Yet. Unless the problem was that they actually over-edited it in the first place and they cut out too much. <laughs> I mean, maybe, mm. yeah, maybe. But that was definitely like confusing because you know, you never mm. saw any of that. It was only ever talked about. Um, 
And I got myself a bit distracted trying to remember Forrest Whitaker's name, in fairness. Like, <laughs> spend, spending most of the episodes going, oh, it's that guy and I can't remember him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it was good. I do enjoy it. Yeah. Andy Serkis is good, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, he was good. good and again, you don't see what happens to him, so I hope he was all right. But like, like yeah. it's implied that he's not. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you'll never know. I don't think they'll, they'll answer that. Um, yeah, I still think like I don't know. I really I liked it a lot. Um, I, 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 it's just such a strange tone for Star oh, Wars. Yeah, like, yeah. I like it's, the it's tone. So, there's so much. Darker. I like it. It's just like. I don't know. If, I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like think maybe it, it'd be better if it was Mass Effect, you know, or just some different universe. Maybe. You know? Yeah. I think I might have been a little too harsh, like you know, because when, when you first started describing it to me, I described it as a bit. Yeah. Is, it, is it a bit edge lordy? And it's like, well, no, it justifies kinda, it, like, but yeah, yeah, but it works. Yeah. It's like it's like edge lordy. I get. I, I would put in the states that it's just being dark and moody because everyone saw that Zelda trailer and thought that would be the next Zelda game, and then Wind Waker came out, and it's like, mm, it's not my Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's you know that sort of mentality but it's like it's not that it's not that it's it, it is good i i think it works like mainly because of the star wars i think it works because of the star wars aesthetic not because like hmm. i mean star wars is goofy at the best of times but actually this fits better with what how the universe actually is like the whole hmm. going this slightly darker tone seems to reflect more of what actually you know the universe is built on rubbish, pretty much. Like, pretty, oh yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all built on crap and and, uh, and yeah, and lowly, humble people the, the re- and uh, and you know, technology that barely functions all of the time. And somehow that just plays yeah. into this. Yeah, it's cool. It's like the empire would be a good thing if they just weren't so evil, you know. <laughs> At least, at least have their technology on, right? <laughs> it's like Eggman. It, oh. it, it, <laughs> wouldn't it be a good thing for like for for, for the Sonic universe? What, a benevolent dictatorship? Are you just, like Anakin talking to, to, to Padme on the moon? Like, if he yeah, just wasn't so evil, wouldn't it make sense? <laughs> if we just, yeah. I mean, clearly, a benevolent dictatorship would be the ideal form of government. Problem is, they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah <laughs> well what's mando season three like coming up isn't yep. it I, uh, we'll see where i i'm a bit worried this is going to be a bit too felony we'll see yeah, I, I hope hopefully he can, he's been so good so far the uh, mandalorian so mm. i hope it doesn't go too overboard with the clone warsiness of it um but we'll see it, either this one will do it or ahsoka will do it and i'm hoping it's Ahsoka, oh right no one, yeah i keep forgetting you know, that's coming and yeah keep mando how it is as like a yeah. thing and then put all your put all your crazy lore into ahsoka yeah i think that's that's the safe choice because anyway, the danger is it's all it's all about the it's now all about the mandalorian civil war that happened at least bo katan's played by starbuck whatever that's gonna be awesome mm. I mean, that's always awesome so we'll see but then, but then Grogu, like, yeah, I can't, I can't help but feel they're going to make it all about him. Yeah, and, well, well, I enough. mean, it kind of has to. But also, like, yeah. I wonder if, like, oh, I don't know, like, 
the the cynical part of me is like it, Grogu's going to be like the lead into the next trilogy they decide to do whenever that is, right? Right. Do you think? Well, it's because he's a Yoda or whatever. It's because he's one of them. Maybe he has to be know. that important somehow. Maybe, but the time. Lines. I suppose he lived for ages, right? So yeah, exactly. It could, it could <laughs> approximately nine hundred years. Supposedly. But, but but what's he doing during the 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 sequel trilogy? The kind of Ray and Finn situation, and the, what's and anyone the really doing during that trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know we know we know what like Han Solo is doing. He's getting murdered or whatever, and, and we know what Leia He's smuggling. Is. I mean, that's not exactly unsurprising. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> back to doing what he does. Like, as far as we know of, like, things that happened in that movie that weren't related to the actual fight, there was a bunch of planets got blown up and it just looked like they were just regular-ass planets and the gambling planet. <laughs> that's oh, pretty yeah. much all we know about the universe of Star Wars in that current timeline. Mm. Mm, that's true. Yeah, there's the Lake District planet, right? <laughs> or whatever. And the and the British air base planet. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the, the, the general filming locations around England planets. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Right. Should we get into video games since this is a podcast about video games? I mean, we could. <laughs> We haven't got any Jedi Fallen Order news, have we all? No, nothing no. about Survivor just yet. As far as Survivor. Okay. Other than that game's not that far away. Yeah. There's a few games delayed from last year that are coming out imminently, aren't there? <laughs> Presumably before March or approximately around March. Good old financial year. Yeah, get it, get it in before <laughs> Q1 yeah. next year. Get him in. Not get him in, get him in. Uh, what else is going on in news? Well, industry is going on. Um, so I guess let's talk about let's, let's leave it a biggie, right? Um, uh, Microsoft are firing about ten thousand people. Just, just ruminate on that for a second. Ten thousand. <laughs> How many people have they got in? How many people are they about to get in Activision? <laughs> probably not 10,000. Uh, probably not. Well, maybe. I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> quite a lot of different departments in that yeah. purchase. Uh, and and to, be, uh, to be clear, that is across the entirety of Microsoft. That's not the, the, the Xbox division or the games division. Um, but the games division is affected uh, with uh, Phil Spencer confirming that it's. Uh, 343, The Coalition, and Bethesda, which is a, not a small thing to say, right? Because Bethesda is quite a lot of studios um, mm. at this point, um, have been affected. Um, uh, but it seems like most, like the rest of Xbox Game Studios hasn't been touched, or at least not in a big enough way for them to be mentioned, which might seem a bit harsh. But um, I guess that means like people like Turn Ten and Playground Games and um, Ninja Theory and you know all the other studios they've brought on recently are okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, Halo and Gears, <laughs> two franchises yeah. that probably aren't at their peak anyway. No, 
yeah, they're suffering. Not going to help Halo continue to try and be in live service. I mean, the Halo devs are coming out saying like a lot of the infinite problems is due to incompetent management. (laughs) Well, every dev says that ever. Yeah, I suppose so. As a dev myself, it's an easy it's an easy thing to say. Um, That's true. Especially if if you can't do things in the way you want to do. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard it's hard like i'm not i'm not saying it's not a good excuse sometimes it really is but uh, i think it papers over the the problem sometimes um, <laughs> indeed uh but yeah halo infinite's it's been struggling right it's like I, every now and then i get that like pang to be like i should probably check in with it because i didn't think it was awful but i did you know, I had a good time with it when it launched, but I, I kind of said at the time, it's like it needs, okay, it's a little low on the content side. They need to churn a little more out here to make Infinite stand on its own as a as a free-to-play multiplayer venture. They they, they do need to put in work here, um, which they kind of haven't. And all that, all that seems to have happened in that time is the community has noticed more and more ways in which Halo Infinite is probably a bad shooter. <laughs> For online, mm. you know, as as an online game, um, so yeah, Halo Halo struggling, uh, and we just haven't heard what Coalition are up to at the moment. Presumably Gears Six, but um, but we've not heard anything about that. Uh, and and as I said, as I said before, Bethesda is just huge. They've got a whole bunch of studios, so like ID. Or it, I should say. I keep calling them ID, like, like from when we were kids and stuff. And I swore that's what it was, but, um, but like yeah. you know, id and the main Softworks, whatever the whatever the Fallout Starfield team is, and Arcane and all of those guys, whole bunch of people. I guess we'll find out what really happens, but um, and it just strikes me as slightly weird timing. Or maybe the best timing, I don't know. I haven't quite made up my mind on this, given that in a couple days' time, they're supposed to be doing a Xbox and Bethesda showcase event. Hmm. But this is, like, way bigger than games, right? This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Microsoft and Face Meta and... This is, Google like, every tech company Twitter just... And they're all doing layoffs. Right? Just panicking for some reason. Yeah. This is what always like. I always think like like big companies, big companies with investors, they just have a tendency to panic as soon as there's any kind of market downturn. They don't ride the wave, right? They just immediately adjust and be like, "Well, we've got to make next year look better." And it's like, no, you don't. You're you're big enough to survive this. It's like the realities of the situation don't don't match what investors want from the situation, and it sucks. Um, yep, yep. Business people be dumb, is what I'm saying. <laughs> be panicky, that's for sure. You're still going to get your dividends, investors. Well, in cases where they get dividends at all, yes. <laughs> Big enough to get something right. I mean, if you don't, if you, if you're that worried, just sell your stock. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you think it's going to go down, then sell. How stocks are meant to work, right? But yeah. no one ever does. They just uh, demand, demand that the company change to make it go up more. They demand, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's it's broken. But that's that's for another day. Um, anyway, that's what's happened at Microsoft. Uh, Ubisoft. 
are not uh, they're not out of this game either. But at least <laughs> they seemed like it. But you know, yeah, and it's, it, at least they're not doing firings at the moment. At least as far as we know. Uh, but they have cancelled three gate, three whole games that were in production that we didn't, we never knew about. Um, so I guess they couldn't have been massively far along mm. if they've been cancelled. And un- well, I suppose you know who knows when, like when the games get announced versus how far along that project is. Uh, can't say I know enough about that to know, but uh, they, yeah. Anyway, they're cancelling three games. And they have delayed Skull and Bones again, um, which I find hilarious. Um, you think that's surely done by now? Yeah. Well, it looked kind of done the first time they showed yeah, it, I know. right? And we're like, <laughs> well, because it was just using the Assassin's Creed tech, essentially. Like, boat engine. Tech, and it's yeah. like, yeah, because the original plans were just going to release this as a multiplayer mode, effectively, but rebrand it out of Assassin's Creed. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure Skull and Bones was originally intended to be a quick win. Yeah. Uh, and it's turned into a whole other thing can't be good i mean it, i mean maybe if it's amazing well, that, would, that would be the if best they've story made it but... into a, like a real game i guess it could be interesting if it's not just like they've just taken this long to make the thing that we all thought they were going to make originally where it was just going to be a quick multiplayer ship battling game based on the assassin's creed engine. yeah <laughs> if they've bit... somehow turned it into a real game then maybe it would be worth the wait it'd but... be weird if it's just that now wouldn't it yeah after so long so long. There must be a. There must be much, much more to it. Maybe it is like an Assassin's Creed game, but you're like an actual pirate now, and you're like shooting dudes, and it's like it's not just on the boats. <laughs> um, you know, maybe they've made it a a Ubisoft single player experience, oh, and not just a multiplayer thing. Mm. We we have absolutely no idea. Uh, but anyway, all of this was was apparently deemed necessary again as panicky people need to make cost-saving measures and it's like out of a disappointing 2022 and it's like well it's disappointing because ubisoft didn't put games out in 2022 it's like mirage got delayed mario plus rabbits apparently didn't make the numbers they were hoping for but you know in a sort of square enix kind of way it's like i don't think it sold badly but it didn't sell as well as the first game I guess people tried that first game and like the intrigue factor is gone in a sequel. Yeah. I guess. I mean they wasn't see like they wasn't see Ubisoft Mario and now they're yeah, like, yeah. well, this is just more of that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to see that again. Uh yeah, and they didn't they didn't they didn't put out a whole lot of stuff. Even though like Assassin's Creed has like a billion games like coming out in the next two years. <laughs> well, a lot of remakes. Well, is it a remix? Because Mirage is coming out super soon. Oh, so that one. Um, there's what were they? Jade Hex and the and then whatever the next big one was. I've lost track. I've forgotten. Um, there was the sort of feudal Japan one, and then the witchy one, and then, then something else. I don't know. Oh, I've got a bit lost. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed coming. <laughs> So, I don't know. And maybe they're working on The Crew 3? <laughs> I don't know. When did Riders Republic come out? Was that last year? Or was that, in, was that the end of 21? Mm, that could have been 21. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, what to, don't know what to tell you, Ubisoft. Like, if you don't put games out, you're going to have a disappointing year. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, and of course, and I keep it's always the afterthought in any time I sort of have a think about this. That Rainbow Six zombie game that came out last year. Yep, and it was pants. <laughs> Why does that even exist? In Rainbow Six zombies. Oh, so I mean. I don't know that the idea is terrible, but well, like yeah, it was but, just like we're just trying to make a co-op version of Siege rather than yeah. a competitive version of Siege, and therefore we need some kind of enemy to fight. And there are elements to its design that are vaguely interesting, like the fact you can lose your character and then yeah, then it turns up as a rescue mission in later runs, but you have to play as a different character in order to do that. But apparently, that all gets kind of negated when you get to a certain level, anyway, and you can, and that's not a problem. Something like that. So they kind of undermine their own key mechanic. Mm. Um, uh, Ubisoft. That was Ubisoft. Uh, and the only other bit of like industry news I guess I've got is that our f- one of our favourites, we've only ever put out one game. Uh, well, that we know of. That we know I of. If you look on yeah. Steam, you'll find some more. Uh, Ghost Ship Games, the developers of Deep Rock Galactic, have... Uh, bought a minority stake in Bolverk Games, who are a VR studio. Um, so, you know, everyone's now hype about Deep Rock VR-based stuff. Or maybe they just work, or maybe they're going to hope to leverage for some new IP. Who knows? Um, anywho, Ghost Shit Games doing well. Release of Durg on. Uh, uh, Console platforms has uh, bumped their player base to the biggest it's ever been. Concurrently, player base. So it's not like PC has waned enough that it, that it was a problem. But um, <laughs> so yeah. We were right. Deep Rock Galactic is a game, yo. <laughs> it's a game, yo. Nice. Uh, I don't know. That I've got much else in, in Newsland, really. It's. Um, I've, I mean, like a uh, like a dragon Ishin put out a a little one minute trailer of like here's all the mini games you could expect, <laughs> and there's a lot of returning ones like you know all the classic Japanese gambling games appear to be back, um, but so is ancient Japanese karaoke. <laughs> and like cutting cannonballs in half of a katana because of course. And the fishing game looked like dead to <laughs> Because, <go>. of course. <laughs> to how it's always been. So, Expect some of your favourites, I guess. Uh, that's all I've got. Got anything else? Have we any other news? Well, we talked about... Uh, well, maybe... Uh, we were talking about Google, weren't we? And the stadio is completely oh, shut yeah. down now. That was, but I think we talked about that before. It's just it's finally the death knell has sounded. <laughs> Bong. Yeah. What, is, I what, think what that does a death knell sound like? <laughs> Probably bong. <laughs> Bongy, <laughs> yeah, I would have thought. How does one knell? Does it sound different to other knells? <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a life knell? Or or a dinner yeah. time knell? Warm you don't nail. want to get that confused with the death knell. No. That's the <laughs> Bong. Oh, sweet pizza time. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Mum's dead. <laughs> exactly. What <about> that? <laughs> it's a bit of a mood killer. 
I'm sure Domino's would uh, cater a funeral. <laughs> I don't think Domino's <laughs> caters anyway. <laughs> I mean, could yeah. you like hire just a pure Domino's team to just come and cook a bunch of pizza somewhere? Hmm. I mean, I, I guess they would just deliver. I mean, yeah, like, by, by the definition of cater, I suppose they would just deliver a whole smeg ton of pizza somewhere. Yes, probably. Although, although maybe not. Like maybe if you, maybe, maybe big, there's, yeah. yeah, maybe there's a limit to how many you can order in a short period of time from a regular store. I guess keeping them warm is tricky. Just have to have so many of those heat bags. <laughs> Slight segue, but I don't know why that reminded me. Like you know, it, like when you first wake up in the morning and like you do stupid stuff because <laughs> you're not fully awake. Okay, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I had one this morning that I thought was quite funny. But but I mean, the sort of thing where you like make make toast like for breakfast and then for some reason put it in the fridge. <laughs> Okay. I mean, that's not what I did. That's what Gnome's done. That was, that was pretty funny. Um, this <laughs> okay, mo- yeah. Dump on that. <laughs> this, this morning, I just tried to put glasses on whilst I was wearing glasses, and I just sort of stood there for a little bit going, that was real dumb. <laughs> like a, I, the dumbest part of it was as I had a moment where I was putting the other pair of glasses... Oh, my voice is going... <laughs> I, put, I was putting the other pair of glasses on over the top of the other pair of glasses and then getting very confused about why they weren't, like, the physicality of them not sliding on where they're supposed to go. It's like, what the, what the hell's going on? Why won't these go on? Like, it's, oh, shit, there's something else in the way. Mornings. Good times. <laughs> also, side note. <laughs> no, not at, all, not yeah. at all related. I'm beginning to wonder if, like, modern... Like so, okay, baby, baby talk, right? Baby, okay. baby times. Uh, I fitted the car seats to the cars yesterday. I can't get out of my head. Yeah. But I can't help but wonder if, like, they're just extraordinarily poorly designed for cars. Like, because you can't put them in car and, seats. Like, yeah. Aren't they only designed for cars? I mean, like car seats for babies. Oh, right? they're just like, the, the the sort of big old yeah. seats you put in. But then, like, you turn them around so they so like because for newborns and like like earlier they're supposed to face backwards. Yeah. In the car, yeah. and uh, but then, but then you can't fit them in the back seat on most normal ass cars without having to push the passenger side seat quite a long way forward, so no one can actually sit in it. Or well, don't they normally go in the front passenger seat? I mean, they, in theory they can, but I can't help but feel like that's less safe. And also, you need to check whether your car has like the airbag off button. Well, yeah, I mean that's why that button exists. I'm not sure my car does. <laughs> But probably does. You probably just never have actually known where it is because yeah. you never would need to know. I, mean, I know. Where, I know where it would be. I guess, <laughs> or where I, I think it would be. But like, yeah, maybe I guess I've never pushed it. Um, yeah. Anyway, side note. But I mean, like, too, they're too big. <laughs> you have a lot more space in the front than the back in that specific way, like the overhang off the front of the seat rather sure, than the back yeah. of the seat leaning backwards over it. That is true. Yeah, so maybe maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. Parents said comments. <laughs> Can't say I have much experience with baby car seats. They just... Also, it seems like you need to put like your kids in them to a much like later age than I ever remember. Like, 
Yes, that's because we grew up in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Noam told me. She was like, she was like well, yeah, because laws are different now. People are, you know, we're, we're more intelligent about this now. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. Lots of the love. We just strap them in with regular seatbelts <laughs> yeah. when they're like two. They'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe not two, <laughs> but like, 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 I don't know, sort of like five or six-ish. I seem to think I was yeah. just in the back of a car. Send them to work in the mill, down the mine. Yeah. <laughs> Toughen them up. <laughs> anyway, that's my, that's my little rant. I <laughs> say I'm not going to be able to do kitchen bitch, and I'm going to have to do like baby whaling or something. <laughs> baby, wave a baby. A wave a baby. Okay, baby. look forward to our new section coming up soon. Happy Sabbath, wave of babies. <laughs> but I don't want a wave of babies. I just want one. <laughs> One's enough. I mean, it's going to be a wave. <laughs> it's going to be a wave <laughs> of something. <laughs> oh, God. Tsunami. Right. Uh, let's, should we do our regularly scheduled actual point of the podcast, which is what we play? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's start with you, Zeg. What you've been playing. Well, I mean, I played some Derg, the Lunar Festival thing is happening. Get your rabbit oh, hats. Oh, okay. I didn't know that they did one of those. Well... Well, come on! Have they done it every year? <laughs> Have they done it every year? They've done it last last year and this year. I think. Ah. Just at, it's just another one of their seasonal events. Another random object to find in the cave, which spawns a wave. <laughs> just like the mug and the. Oh, I guess the elf didn't spawn a wave. That was slightly more no, you complicated. Just had, you just had to shoot them. Wait, the mug spawns a, spawned a wave when we had to find... Yeah, don't you remember that? <laughs> when you oh, dig I up just... the mug and a wave immediately spawns on you, like oh. on the mug. Wave of babies. But yeah, <laughs> now it's just a, a rabbit statue that you dig up. So it's not actually any different from the mug. Not like, not. It's not like the elf. It's any cool, cool stuff. Not really. It's just that rabbit hat. That's pretty much it this time. Okay. I, th- I think. So it's not a particularly, you know, you still get the double XP, the double season XP from the oh, rabbit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah useful <coughs> but that's about it bunnies that's Doug yep that is that is pretty much Doug it's like I'm, I'm just I'm very nearly I'm getting to the point where I'm getting to do the last last promotions I need to get all my characters to gold that thing that I said was going to take so goddamn long and it has but <laughs> I'm actually getting to there wow <laughs> after all this time although I think I might I think I might actually, I started trying to like even everyone's levels out. So I mean, that's also why I basically haven't played Gunner in ages because he was the one that I soloed for ages, and he had already got to gold mm. way ahead of the rest of them. And then I was like, and then my scout was higher than the other two because that was the class I played with you mostly. Yeah. But then I was like, well, I'll just even them all out. So I did that, but then I realised that that's not actually a good idea because if they all reach. 25 at the same time then you don't have anyone to play the promotion assignments with because they don't get XP if you yeah sure. <laughs> you need someone who can still get XP just, just for max efficiency yeah so I was like maybe I don't need to actually get everyone to be like super close in level maybe I should concentrate on one of these I need to be a couple levels off right because those promotion ones don't take long well and the last couple of levels take like more XP yeah or it feels like anyway <laughs> 24 and 25 always seem to take forever And also, I've been 
slightly playing with some different weapons again, I guess. I was watching a video of, of, of like someone playing full random, where it's just like huh. you use a random, someone's made like a Google spreadsheet that, that when you load the page, it randomizes the loadout. Like it, it lists the, like the gun loadouts, like what stat, what upgrades you pick. It has those listed as like a set of tables. And then every time you load the spreadsheet, it just randomizes that. So you can just like open this spreadsheet and it will just make a completely random build. I mean, that legitimately sounds like a great way to play, actually. Well, I mean, assuming kind you, of, except uh, you're going to get some shitters. Well, yeah, but that'll be fun at least. I quite like the idea. Like, you know, it's the standard thing, isn't it, with like games like this, where it's like introducing more random actually is, makes the game more interesting. Yeah, kind of. Doesn't matter what you do, just introduce more random. So there's that. Yeah, I'd be happy. Does that thing in like require you to have unlocked everything as well, like like all of the overclocks and things like that, or can you like flag on? It's like I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I didn't actually look at the actual spreadsheet. I only saw how they were using it in this video, mm-hmm. and obviously they had the overclocks. But I think you could probably just disregard the overclocks because it will still do all the other upgrades, and they and because it's not, it doesn't care about synergy or anything, so it wouldn't even yeah, matter yeah, yeah, if yeah. you didn't have the overclock. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yes, so I've been using some slightly different weapons anyway. Like I've. Because uh, I've been playing Driller again for the longest time, the only weapons I used on Driller was the flamethrower and the microwave gun, purely because of the combo potential. Mm. Where like the set things on fire with the flamethrower and then use the microwave gun to trigger the heat shock thing, and it does massive damage. But then I was like, well, actually, I could do that with the cryo gun and the plasma pistol because the plasma pistol has fire has upgrades to make the shots do fire damage. So you can just trigger it that way instead, freeze things and then hit them with the fire shot. Mm. And that also does massive damage, so I've been messing around with that. And I just haven't used the plasma gun virtually ever because I just didn't like it when I first used it. It didn't seem like it. Because I was... That the one that don't, you don't need a reload? Yeah. But like with I, the fan that you can stick your finger in? No, that's the, that's the scout one. That's the plasma rifle. That's the plasma okay. rifle. But like I, when I first got it, I preferred the regular pistol, which is weird because apparently everyone hates that regular pistol. Oh. But I, I massively preferred it. But then once now that I've, I've changed it so that it does fire damage and it's, it basically ignores the fact that you can do a charge shot. Like the charge shots that in this build is pretty useless, but <laughs> so you just don't do it. But the, because the way I've set it up, the normal shots do way more damage because it's sacrificing the charge shot essentially. I see. Yeah, yeah. So they do tons of damage, and a lot of that damage is fire damage. So it just triggers the heat shot pretty much on every just one shot will do it. I think that's one of the things where I've never I've not leaned into in Derg is like is the elemental because it just seems so it always just just feels so ineffective to me well like, i mean like i'd rather just shoot things in the face <laughs> like it seems like dealing with the actual well there's only mechanics a, doesn't yeah it just doesn't actually yield results i mean there's only a few cases where it like makes much difference because like with really you have the temperature shock and that's the main thing and i mean i guess freezing is useful and taking things on fire is useful i guess but then like the only other main one is electric like scout and engineer both have a lot of electric stuff which is good for just slowing down enemies because it the electric effect just slows them 
And then obviously there's just stun, which you could kind of call, it's not really an element, but it's an effect that's useful. And then really the only other one that matters at all is the corrosive sludge on the driller's sludge gun, but that's only one thing that does that, really. There's not really... There's not really any other important ones apart from that. There's a couple of extra things that occasionally do, like, added explosive damage or added corrosive damage. Like, maybe other than, like, fire and freeze, which have very obvious, like, visual effects. The others, I'm not sure, are quite so pronounced. Well, I mean, electricity kind of is. But... I don't know. I don't know if I've hugely ever noticed it. <laughs> it's probably because you haven't had it, you haven't used it that much. No, you've sh- I'm sure you've used, like, electro stuff when we you must have done, like, and I've not noticed any obvious, like, zappy critters. You can hear it. It makes a zappy noise quite a lot if you have a lot of them in the vicinity. Usually quite a lot going on, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, like, electricity is, like, all, it's not really in the traditional way of, like, elemental damage in because uh, it's, like, once you get to things like electricity, it's more just like a status effect rather than a damage source. It is just like a slow, essentially. I think it does still do damage, like, and it's classed as electric damage. But the thing about damage in Derg is like you wouldn't really ever know unless you got the mod that puts up damage numbers like Borderlands. Oh, right. <laughs> that could be useful. But I don't think that mod even distinguishes damage type either. I think it just tells you the num- the straight numbers. And it doesn't distinguish, like... Cause oh, more, so it's not, like, popping up in different colors. Colors like Borderland does. Because, like, when you have, like... There's that upgrade for the grenade launcher on Engineer where it's, where it's like, 50% of the damage becomes fire damage. Right. And it's, like, you'd never really know apart from it sets stuff on fire. Mm-hmm. And and then if there are enemies that are weak to fire, which you also wouldn't know unless yeah, you, went, you like, looked it up in the miner's manual to see which enemies are weak to what. Right. <laughs> okay, that was good. I mean... <laughs> I mean, you already answered the question I was going to ask. It's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I've never known like what animals, what, what animals, what the critters or the glyphids like a week to what. Like that just doesn't cross my mind. Well, yeah, thing. that's like you don't. You'd have to look at. You have to look at the miners' value and actually see. That's how you know. Like oppressors are weak to melee, and robots are weak to melee, and robots are weak to fire. Although I guess that's the other thing. It's like even then, I well, I say robots are weak to fire, but I'm not actually sure they're weak to fire. It's if they catch on fire, they just instantly die. Oh, so it's like it's not necessarily it's that effective. they take more damage from fire. It's just that, it's like if they trigger the heat level to go to the on fire stage, then they just die. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But even then, you've got like all these other situations where like. You can say something's weak to fire, but then it's still it's not weak in the same way or at the same level. Like if you like if you have the nemesis, the big enemy robot, mm. that has the exact same effect. Where it's like if you set it on fire, it instantly dies, huh. but it just doesn't set on fire very easily. So it's like it has that same weakness, but it doesn't take as much heat damage. I guess you could say. I feel like they've uh, turned down the amount of robot. Action. Well, yes, they like did a lot at the end of season two when yeah. the robot the robot season ended. I know, but like you kind of want everything to still hang about. I mean, it's some... all still there. It's yeah, just less common. it's, it's just, just super less common. Do you reckon we'll get a plague gun? Like, like that becomes a damage effect you can apply. I mean, they already kind of have that with like neurotoxin or whatever. That's kind of the same thing. I don't 
didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's another one of those damage types that's not used in very many things. I suppose pheromones as a state as well. Yeah. I mean, yes, neurotoxin is just regular damage over time. And I like the only places. It's a poison. Yes. The only place. Well, no, it's, that's actually poison as well, though, of course. Wait, what? what? Wait. I, I, oh, okay. Because <laughs> Praetorians do poison damage, yeah. obviously. And I think there are some guns that can do poison damage. You'd think the sludge pump would, but that does corrosive damage, <laughs> which oh, is d- distinct as well. But yeah, the neurotoxin is a separate thing. And I think that only the only places you get that is the driller has neurotoxin grenades, which nobody uses because they're not as good as his other grenades. And there's that one overclock for the gunner's autocannon that makes it do neurotoxin in the exploded radius. And, I, and those are the only two places that I think I remember neurotoxin being. So weird. I've got so many. Now, why is why is neurotoxin and poison discreet? And like what? Like why? 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 Just why? Is it, do they just not want them to stack that easily? If two characters were using poison damage, like they needed to be building up different stacks on it. Well, I mean, maybe that's maybe that is the point. Maybe it's better because because they because different effects can stack rather than yeah. like if you have, but you can't both contribute to getting them into like whatever the well poisoned or on fire is or whatever. yeah i guess but like, there are certain situations where like because electricity slows and neurotoxin slows and there's a few direct slows and mm. those all contribute individually like if you've got a bulk detonator and you're hitting it with electricity and neurotoxin and like the engineer's smart rifle neuro lasso that just slows things you mm. basically make them stationary because <laughs> huh. the slow effects just stack <laughs> If you've got these different sources of slow, weird. Maybe it's more apparent if you're playing in a four-man crew. Well, yeah, probably. (laughs) And then you know, obviously, (laughs) the only ones that matter are like ice and fire. Because if you're then, then if you're in a four-man crew, you actually have to kind of worry about that. Because if you're like, if you're deliberately going for temperature shock, and you've got one guy using a flamethrower, one guy using a cryo cannon, and they're constantly fighting over whether their things are on fire or frozen, it's going to be slightly a problem. You have to get them all the way to being fire or frozen before you hit them with the arm. Mm. They need to be. I'm on the left. You're on the right. Yeah. And swap. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I've been I've been using this cryo cannon setup with on my driller for a while. I think I might need to look. I, I I it's a really old setup, like the actual cryo cannon. I redid the the plasma rifle to do the fire damage, but the actual cryo cannon setup I have, I haven't looked at for ages, and I probably should. But it's so good. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it doesn't, it can't possibly get better, but maybe it can, because it freezes stuff so fast. <laughs> and I don't think it's even set up for maximum freeze, because I prefer the, I prefer like it to be able to fire instantly. So you have to, I think you have to sacrifice some level of freeze capability to be able to fire instantly. It's oh, kind of like the minigun. It has a warm-up. Yeah, it has a warm-up. Mm-hmm. Spin up time. I don't know. It, it's insanely effective, at least at like hazard three and four. <laughs> Maybe it gets less effective at five. Well, I guess that's some uh, some deep, deep rock galactic. Yep. Deep rock mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mostly just played more Captain, Captain of Industry. Getting. <laughs> Have you ranked up? Are you, st- are you still a captain? No, you're always a captain. You haven't made it to like Commodore no. or industry. 
I mean, that would kind of make. I mean, um, I guess the, I guess the difficulty levels are named like that. Like the normal, the mid difficulty level is captain, and mm. like the easy difficulty is called sailor. I don't remember what the top <laughs> one is. <laughs> it's it's a sailor of industry. <laughs> seaman of industry. Yep, clearly. <laughs> Able seaman of industry. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's a, that, oh man! I did, like I'm like I'm like what? How old am I? I'm like 38 years old. old or whatever. That shouldn't be. That should make me laugh that much. Thirty-seven. <laughs> but yeah, I mostly just played a bunch of that, and now I'm I'm gradually <laughs> figuring out like the things that I like about it more or less. So here comes the typical <laughs> podcast moment of me complaining about things. Woo. I think as like I think I've determined two sort of big problems I have with it, which are very specific in some in in ways that might only be specific to me even, I don't know. The first problem is like the maps, because they're not randomly generated, they're like handmade. And so part of the problem is there's just not enough of them. Like there's only like seven. Which I mean I've only actually played three of them, so <laughs> you'd think that wouldn't be a problem. But the problem is that like Half of them are sort of designed as challenge maps, so they're not oh. they're like very specifically set up in a weird way to make it awkward and the other the non challenge maps I feel like I feel like they haven't found the correct size like the one that my the one that I've played the most I'd say the map is like too big, and then the one that I played first it's always too small it's like I need a medium size right. yeah right. Because the but, one that I'm, so uh, in summary, this game would really benefit from a terrain gen. Well, I was thinking that, yeah, it would have to be quite a complicated terrain gen because of the way it like generates the mountains of ores and stuff. Or would, or would it work with just like if they did like a dirt floor on it and like um, had tile sets? Tiles, yeah, maybe. But then that but then stitched together. Well, yeah, mate. But that might lead to the islands being too big again. That's the trouble. Mm. You need quite a lot of these resources which is why these mountains of resources are quite large. Like on, So on the map that I've been playing the most, the, the map that I would say is too big, I'm sort of in the late game, I guess, just getting to the late game now. And I've, I'm like sort of starting to get towards the end of the original like iron and copper deposits. I've basically mined down the mountains to ground level, and now there's like the bit that's underground, which mm. is probably about as much again. So I'm not really that close to the end, except it's just more inconvenient because it's right. like now I'm having to like build retaining walls and shit to actually dig down into that deposit, which you know is expending resources to get resources. But then like the the secondary deposits of iron and copper are in way up the other end of the island, and it's so far away. <laughs> But like, so you can just build trucks, obviously, because this game has that truck-based logistics system. Build mm. another truck. Yep, build another, <laughs> another truck. So you can do that, I guess, but then you're going to expend a shit ton of diesel mm. ferrying that shit on the whole length of this island. So what I've done at the moment, because I've only just started like trying to open up that far into the island, mainly because I've also you are, I've also reached the tech level where I need gold, and the only deposit of gold is way up that other end. Mm. So I'm like, I need right. at least that. So all I've done so far is just build like one really long conveyor belt that I can just dump rock and dirt and gold on, and then it just gets filtered at the end mm. near where my current base is. So I've just got this one massive long belt that runs the entire lake for the island. It's like, mm. that's not really an interesting logistical problem. It's just like, 
you either spend a whole bunch of diesel running trucks or you just build a really long belt, which is like a one-time cost of parts. There's no like requirement of um, like com- up combining them in some and then like transport tycooning your way out of it. Or well, I mean, in some ways you can do that because like I've I, the way this belt system works is you have the mines which use the excavators and the trucks, and then they dump into containers, and then the containers go into the belt, and then at the other end I've got the sorting system that puts it into other containers, which then the other trucks at this end of the factory can take out from. Mm. So it does have like a storage element of like this in and out system, but it's not like super complicated or anything, and it's just like there's a there's this whole massive expanse of the middle of this island that I'm probably never going to use for any reason it's mm. just pointless empty space <laughs> i mean i i have definitely sort of crammed my base into one end of this map in some ways and sometimes when i've been designing these bits of factory like when i redid the oil refiner i was like am i trying too hard to be space efficient like i don't really need to really precisely layer these pipes on top of each other and <laughs> have them all nicely like stacked and and have them nicely laid out next to each other and all that stuff. I could just like space the buildings out a bit more and then just have, have the pipes next to each other instead of on top of each other. That would probably be way less complicated to design. But like, you know, that's just that's just how you want it to look more than mm. more than actually required. Right. Yeah. I guess it does technically save some construction resources to build things closer together. Like you're not spending as much on building the pipes if you make it compact. I guess. But apart from that, it doesn't matter. And also, like when I started to think about the whole concept of moving of, of the new iron deposit being way down the other end of the map, I was like, "Well, technically, I, my the town that's at this end of the map doesn't use that much like mineral resources. It needs food, obviously, from the farms and water, and then it needs a few like like furniture. I guess is made partly of steel, so that's a little bit of iron. But comparatively." to like what i'm mainly using iron for which is making the actual construction components to make all the buildings that mm. doesn't need to be down this in the island so theoretically when i start mining that deposit, i can just move all the smelters and everything up there as well mm. and it wouldn't matter because like there's no commute time simulated for the people working at these buildings and you, don't have, right. and you don't have to worry about power lines or anything the power just gets there so the fact that you can just move everything up the other end of the island definitely it's like that's not actually a problem <laughs> i could easily do that mm. It would just cost me a small amount of resources in the deconstructing the buildings and not getting everything back in this game. So do you think you're running up against that this perhaps is a little too simple for the sort of problem you're trying to solve? Like, okay, like the power thing, would it be better if you had to then build the ways of getting the mecha- getting well, the materials to the locations and figuring out what I need in order to be able to build these pylons across this here mountain? Well, not really, um, though, because that would just be the same as building that really long conveyor belt. It's just like it's a one-time cost and it's just an inconvenience of having to stockpile that many resources to build the thing. Okay, all right, flip, flip, flip that around a bit like well, like what if you had to actually power the belt in some way like, well so the belts you... are powered but that's just again it just comes out of your mystery power grid that covers the whole island oh okay. what and they they are powered based on how much load they have or... no it's just like how long they are see see that's the problem like i think it should be like weight based or something it's like this belt has got to carry like it's oh it's too heavy and it just stops it's like oh crap i've got to feed it more power well i mean technically like that is one of the things that has occasionally tripped me up in this game is like the fact that the belts do use power, unlike every other factory game, basically, right. like Factorial or Satisfactory or anything, they don't use any power. Mm. So the fact that the belts do use power does technically mean like building that really long belt, 
I'm technically using extra power, which does mean I'm still using like oil because my right, power yeah. plant is oil based. So would that balance against the cost of running trucks running with diesel? diesel? Yeah. But then that's too much. That's too complicated a maths to work out. Or well, I mean, you could work it out. But Break just, out the spreadsheet. It'd just be too much effort. I feel like for the amount of savings, even. And also, I feel like it's probably got to be way more efficient for belts than, than the trucks. Mm. Just on the general feeling of how much oil I'm using in the power plant versus how much diesel I'm making. Yeah, maybe that's a long-term efficiency simply because of the iron costs. Or yeah, well, I mean, like, do you have to maintain trucks or belts? Well, see, that's the other thing. Is thing? like there is a resource called maintenance. The way you have to build a maintenance building, and it just it basically just takes resources and then turns it into maintenance, which just is a, <laughs> it's basically power again. Maintonium. Yeah, basically. <laughs> But it's just like it's just like the power grid. It's just like this mysterious resource that just gets consumed in buildings that need, need that have a maintenance cost associated with them. And then there's like three tiers of maintenance. So you've got like the second tier when electronics start getting involved instead of just parts. So you have that. So there is like this constant resource cost of just buildings existing. And trucks also require maintenance, but weirdly, belts don't actually require maintenance. They only require power. Oh, what? So you would have thought that that would be the the other cost balance of the really long oh, belt. Yeah. So you need a whole bunch of like lubricants on the rollers for yeah. the belts. Like I was kind of surprised when I looked at a belt. I was like, this only actually needs power. <laughs> it doesn't actually need maintenance. Hmm. I mean. I guess they're not pipes. Do pipes need maintenance? No, I don't think they do either. Oh man, they I don't played. think pipes they're... even need power. They're just completely free. They haven't played deep rock. Yeah, exactly. Got to maintain those pipes. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. That's just one of those situations where it's just like it wouldn't even matter if it did require maintenance because that's not actually a a puzzle at all. You just have the maintenance building that makes a certain amount of maintenance, and then if it's not making enough maintenance, you build another one of those buildings. Love that. <laughs> You must construct additional maintenance. Yep. Yeah, I also built the statue of maintenance, which is basically is basically <laughs> is basically the Statue of Liberty, except he's like holding up a wrench, which has fire coming out of it for some reason. I kind of want to know what the resource of maintenance looks like. Like, if it was a physical entity, what would it actually? Would it just be wrenches? Well, that just is like what whole, the icon looks like. A whole crate of wrenches that you just then pour over things and, <laughs> and then they they get, get maintained. <laughs> I don't think you want fire coming out of your wrench. No, probably not. It's <laughs> probably not ideal. But yeah, you can build the Statue of Maintenance, which consumes <laughs> it consumes like fuel gas to run the fire. But oh, so long as it's running, you get like a four percent discount to your global maintenance costs. Oh, you have to run. You have to run the statue. That's yeah. quite funny. Like, like the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Are there ever like wonders of the world? No, the that's the only one. I mean, I I've also this game. I actually is in early access. I actually okay, looked that okay. up now <laughs> to see where it was, and it is. But yes, this is the only. I guess there's the rocket launch silo for the end of the game but that's not really the same thing classic but gotta yeah. have a rocket yes you've got to have a rocket it's how you know technology is done maximum <laughs> like we're done guys we, we we finished civilization in the 60s i mean yeah. that is pretty much how well, even civilization finishes isn't it the game yeah <laughs> you launch the rocket you launch the rocket it's it's a rocket to alpha centauri though not to the moon yes right? it's a slightly more ambitious world as we know it is over enjoy our slow death yep pretty much <laughs> enjoy the resources gradually running out as it as they do in these games uh, 
So that's the, that's the first problem that I've... Happy times to be having babies. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first problem with this game is like the map, the map size and the like the quantity of maps. I think that, I mean, that's, you know, they'll probably just release more maps. <laughs> and maybe there'll be some more medium-sized maps, more normal maps. Mm. Maybe a map generator if they if they feel like doing yeah. that. Like you say, early access. I, I would have hoped they'd have put it put a gen in there of some description yeah it, it feels like, like a, it feels like it's a necessity for this sort of game. or just a map maker i guess yeah that could be cool to let people make maps yeah, yeah so you can just pull them put a steam workshop up yeah or a little bit like the um i mean even like <laughs> this is the most random corollary ever but like like even ultimate chicken horse had like a, an in-game like but that game whole is a map generator though <laughs> i mean the, the whole game is generating your maps as you go yeah <laughs> So then the other problem, sort of problem that I've been coming across, or not really coming across, sort of figuring out, is I wanted to relate this to a to like a I think it was a GDC talk I saw ages ago, and I believe it was like Will Wright from Maxis talking about SimCity. Yeah. And he was talking about how like the worst possible thing that could happen in SimCity is for it to be balanced. Like you mm. actually inherently need SimCity to be unbalanced, so there's always demand for something. So if you satisfy right. the residential yeah. so demand, then there's win. got to be commercial right. demand. And then if there's commercial demand, you satisfy that, there's got to be industrial demand. So you're always looping around. Yeah, yeah, you're doing some sort of cycle of juggling in order to still grow. Yeah, you don't want, if everything was balanced, you wouldn't actually be able to play SimCity. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't need to do anything. <laughs> so that, I'd like, so that's kind of what I feel the problem with this game is, but not in the same way. It's that, like, it's too easy to get it's too easy for you to make things balanced and then that makes it more inconvenient to make them unbalanced. Like if you get into a situation where you're like, well, I'm making I'm making enough food to feed this amount of people and I need this amount of people to run away factory buildings. And then that gets into a balanced state that if you want to grow at all, you inherently have to build everything. Mm. Like, if you want more people, you need more food. And if you need more food, you need more industrials. And if you need more industrials, you need more people. So in order to expand at all, you have to be building everything simultaneously. You can't just, like, work on one <clears throat> bit very easily. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Because these factory games are all about the underlying numbers, right? Yeah. So, And they're all, for the most part, exposed to you, right? Yeah. Like, um, whereas, yeah, demand in at least... The SimCity games, I guess, I don't know about the very last one, but through four at least, it's kind of this ethereal like population want yeah. as opposed to actually being a number or anything. I mean, of I, I mean, so, so of course the game could fudge that. Well, yeah, I guess, but I mean, on a certain level, there would be numbers. Like do you, when I when I was, I'm like, sure there'd be rules to it, I'm but sure. like you but could I mean, always be like, like, oh, this is too close to being zero zero zero. I'll just in a give month, you something. in a month's time. <laughs> bump something yes i mean that was probably part of that gdc talk he Mm. was probably talking about how they deliberately make it not balanced yeah they probably let you balance it for a time yeah and for a time it was good (laughs) but then so in captain of industry i feel like it's it's like that situation where you just it's like decision paralysis i guess where you get Mm. to a point where in order to change anything you have to change everything (laughs) right (laughs) But then that I, the more I've looked at that and thought about that problem, I feel like that might actually be a problem of the game not exposing enough numbers or not being specific about the numbers it does tell you. Because like when I felt like I was in that state, 
I was probably still making way more food than my people needed. So I probably could have just grown the population without worrying about more farms or whatever. Mm. But it's kind of, the game doesn't do a very good job of like, telling you exactly like what your surplus is on on food especially because there's a lot of sort of estimated numbers happening on the food level especially if you're not using fertilizer because then the fertility goes up and down naturally depending on what crop you're growing and that messes with the estimated numbers and whatnot Mm. but then so farms will be like you're making five potatoes per month out of this farm or five units of potatoes it's probably not five potatoes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> five amounts of potatoes tons of potatoes that's probably but so it's like this farm is making five and then you can look at the town and it like this town is consuming six or whatever so it's like oh shit i better build another farm and that works if you're only growing potatoes but because this game is trying to be slightly realistic it has like the concept of food groups and if you're supplying crops that feel even the same food group so if you supply more different types of food, the demand evens out over all of them. Okay. And it's also yeah. split by the food group. So if you're supplying like corn and potatoes, since they're in the same group, that they cannibalize each other's demand as well. Yeah. So those numbers quickly become much harder to estimate. So people have no concept of taste then. <laughs> this no, not really. In this simulation. But yeah, so, and I mean, it will still tell you like you're consuming five units of potatoes per month in this town but that's dependent on all the other foods being available. So if you have like intermittent food sources, like at the moment, I only have a very tiny supply of sausages. So you only occasionally get sausages. <laughs> oh man, they're, they're very so good sausages though. Yeah. Wouldn't you just love the sausage? Well, you probably wouldn't actually out of these ones because they're made of like gross leftover chicken parts <laughs> in this factory. Oh, but then they taste like chicken nuggets. It'll be fine. Probably, and they should have just made them nuggets. To be honest, yeah, I don't maybe. think they should have been sausages. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't need to be chicken sausages. <laughs> but yeah, so I've, I've got this very intermittent supply of sausages, which means if you look at the town while the sausages are there, the estimations are based on assuming sausages are always available. See, now I just want a nugget festival. <laughs> like, how good would that be? Just go to the festival of nugs. That probably exists, man. Bring it to Needham Market. They can be Needham Market. <laughs> a local Nugget Festival. This is Needham Market's thing, Nug Fest. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I, was like, I feel like the, the, uh, the concept I had that I was getting stuck in this weird situation of things being too balanced might actually just be because the game isn't necessarily telling me strongly enough that it's not actually very well balanced. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just sort of like pondering the sim city thing a bit more there because it is interesting because like surely sim city unbalances itself because of population right that's even maybe without even an artificial like squidge on that graph to confuse you like then like population if it's balanced presumably population begins to increase they could they could rule well and I, then and then because because there's no concept of like supplying food or anything like that in sim city right well i mean so I, it's, so it's like they could just make pop go up and if pop goes up then all of a sudden oh crap we need residential and like and like, oh we've, we've built residential oh crap now we need well it's not really linked to population is it it's just always because that's the way sim city has always traditionally worked is you always start with residential demand so mm. presumably that one is the specifically fudged one maybe like yeah as as that gets to zero, there's just going to be some residential demand, even if the other two are zero. Yeah, but there must be like a some element of pop to housing. 
I don't. Well, I ratio. think the pop is just a number. Like, I don't think yeah. there is. I don't think population actually exists. I think population <laughs> is just a number that's representative of how many houses you have. <laughs> okay. Unless, unless you're talking about Sims Five, in which case, I, when they tried to do that, when they tried to do their shitty like real simulation Agents. where every population was an agent and oh, walked yeah. around the town and then as i proved in my extensive bug finding forum friend they can just get deleted <laughs> then you don't have population any longer explicitly do you reckon do you reckon SimCity 5 like or that that style of game could be pulled off better now thanks, <laughs> well, yeah, probably. thanks to the technology that factory games could have, been have been pulled off better then <laughs> <laughs> all right but do you know what I mean? Like, like games like Factorio and Kept the Ministry and Oxygen Not Included are proved you can run these complex systems. Well, I mean, systems the now. problem with it wasn't. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, kind of it could be better today because the problem with, with it is that, like, the thing that everyone complained about that game is the maps were tiny and the maps were tiny as a function of the fact that they needed to run all these agents yeah. and therefore they couldn't have a huge map full of billions of agents. Yeah, it was a performance concern, yeah. So, I mean, yes, technically it could be done better now, but that's not because AI programming in games has got better, it's because computers have got better. <laughs> sure, but yours hasn't. No. <laughs> these factory games run all right. Well, yeah, but they run on, like, tiny simulations comparatively. Uh, yeah. Even to, like, even if you're considering the SimCity 5, like, I don't know, a couple of hundred agents, that's still way more than, like, the 30 duplicates in Oxygen Not Included. You think? On a certain Well, level. it's not just them, though, is it? It's well, no, it's still the, the other the stuff. Yeah, the mechanics of the gases and the mechanics of all the... the, 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 the but that's I, slightly I feel like there must be agents, a state where though. there must be a comparable amount of stuff happening. Well, yeah, a comparable amount, which is why those two games also exist and also both run on my computer to some extent. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, if you're comparing them at that level, then yes, they both do exist at the same time. Hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> if you want something better... I mean, maybe Skylines 2 comes along and goes, look, look you know what EA tried to do? We'd, like, we, we've done it and it works now. Well, that would be nice, but I feel like they did good not doing that specifically. Well, yeah, they that, went, that was they, their niche, they, yeah, they played like, the old school SimCity card where it's just like, we'll make it look good, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, the cars drive around, but at a certain point, they'll just disappear. Yeah, they they capitalised on the fact that it was just an, an old school stat sim on top of... Um... I mean, SimCity did do a slightly more realistic simulation where, like, it does, especially with, like, the services and stuff, they, mm. they, their pathfinding does matter. Oh, right, okay. Well, so, that's, like, that's cool. When, they, when, when a hearse has to go and pick up dead people and the dead people are generated in the buildings and the hearse still has to be able to drive to the building and mm. then if it gets stuck in traffic, then that gets delayed and then it stinks up the place. I guess that was always vaguely true of the... Was it true of the fire services getting to fires and things? Well, and, like, I mean, the emergencies the are slightly different because it's not that's not really i yeah i guess i don't remember because in SimCity 4 when you deployed the fire trucks or whatever they could get stuck in traffic right and then they just sit there forever and then the buildings burn <laughs> yeah but that's not the same as like simulating that that's like a one-time simulation essentially mm. and it's not it's not accounting for like traffic levels as much as just the traffic that already exists which is what traffic would be accounting for. It's not doing fancy calculations based on how much traffic there is in this road. It's just like, are these car sprites here? Or how much traffic like would uh, leave a leave a little path in the middle of the road? <laughs> if only. Yeah, that was one of the other con- 
just bringing up weird old things about SimCity 5. That was one of the other controversies about that, where it's just like, if you've got this advanced agent simulation, why the fuck don't people move out of the way for ambulances and flash <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they missed some tricks. Or just make them phase through them. We don't really care. Just make these goddamn fire engines get to the fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just need they just need to travel a bit slower through traffic. And, and like, the sim, is fu- the sim is maintained at that point, right? Yeah. That was a real. That was just real dumb. And then, and then Maxis died. <laughs> and then Maxis died. Yeah. Got and, they, and they've done nothing with it since. So wait. Oh no, sorry. I'm getting confused with Furaxis. Carry on. Yes, in my head. Yeah, the, the XCOM guys. <sighs> so yeah, that's Captain Industry. That's basically all I played. It's also getting to the point where it's like it's kind of getting slow. But I, and that's again a question of like. Am I just not expanding enough? Am I just not pushing it enough? Am I too content to sit in this stable state? Mm. Mm. What, just be too dense, you mean? Well, yeah, kind of. Because like I've I've looked at a few other like YouTube videos of people playing and like and then just looked at some of their late game videos to see how it goes. And then it's like I'll see these people with like the, they've got like the maximum number of trucks you can have because that's actually limited by like mm. a tech you can unlock where it's like 140 trucks or whatever and they've maxed it out and I'm like I've never needed that many trucks I've, I've, I've unlocked that stage in the tech tree so I could have 140 trucks and I've got like like 50 mm. <laughs> it's just like am I just playing this wrong I don't know but then again I also feel like quite a lot of these videos I'm seeing are playing on the lower difficulties where sure. where like resource costs are much lower yeah and building so you up can a get track away with sense. that yeah like you can get away with expo- you just if the if the fuel costs are half as much you can build twice as many <laughs> yep I've got, I've got a slight bottle out of it I've got a bottleneck just build another truck yeah so I don't know I don't know if I'm doing it right or not but you know it's still fine it's still a good game and it's still early access so who knows yeah, yeah, what will change room to improve Commodore uh, of Industry coming uh, soon. So that's the <laughs> second game in the series. Yep. And then on Thursday, I tried to play Rocket League, but the servers were down. Oh, were they? Oh, yeah. no. I think they. what had happened is they they tried to do like a server patch as the first attempt to deal with the bot situation. Ah, uh, okay. And it fucked up the servers, of course. <laughs> right. So yeah, there was like five hours on Thursday where no one could join a game. Huh. Oh, the first time that's, that's happened? Not or... the first time it's happened. Okay. Definitely not. So it's just had a long history of completely fucking up their updates. I guess I guess I've always missed that. Like it hasn't happened as much recently. Yeah. Like since, well, almost since when Epic bought them, I guess. But they haven't done any kind of that kind of patches because the one the one before that I remember was nearly as bad. Was when they did that. They did that patch that they said was about like the sound engine, oh, and that somehow yeah. still fucked up the game. Yeah, I do remember that actually. Uh, yeah, and I do remember there's definitely been a few updates where for some reason for a, for a, things haven't died completely, but for a while like matchmaking was like weird. Yeah, yeah. take forever. So yeah, that was that was that was weird because it was like I hadn't played for a while. I was like, let's play, and it's like nope, the servers there. <laughs> also, weirdly, I mean, this must be related to the servers. But when I logged in, my username was my Epic username. Like it had pulled the username off the Epic account instead of off Steam, hmm. which, which, like, I, I, I 
wasn't sure it hadn't always done that because I was like, I like, why would I even notice that? But I did notice it, and I was like, so that's got to be different, right? Mm. And then once the servers were fixed, and I logged back in. I was like, oh yeah, it's back to my Steam name. That must have been some element of the matchmaking server not polling correctly or whatever. Random little extra. This was actually probably a couple of podcasts worth of time ago. Mm. Popped into Unrush. Oh, uh, right. And was pleasantly surprised to find the servers still running because I thought that, that game was shutting down. Yeah, they said, didn't they? Yeah, maybe it just hasn't shut down yet, but and, like the servers were up and it's like, well, I'm going to jump into multiplayer then. I was just going to play through more of the single player on PS4 because I haven't done much of that because I played it all on Xbox originally mm. when it was on Game Pass. Um, uh, it's no longer on Game Pass, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I, I jumped into that and had a good time. Unrest is a good game. It's not too hard, even with like the hardcore people. No, I mean, it's it's a, it's. It's I, hard to I, call on Rush a skillful game, well, honestly. Okay. <laughs> like it's, it's just a bit of a laugh. Because there's been several times recently where I've thought about maybe, like, I could totally go for some Battlefield 4, but there's, like, you don't want to play that game again, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> Against who the is, super hardcore who is still playing that. Who is still that. there, yeah. Or oh, it's been hacked to all hell. Well, yeah. maybe. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I mean, didn't we come across hackers? Playing? Well, I mean, everyone comes across hackers, yeah. but that's, like, a different situation from it being super hacked. I think Battlefield 4 had hackers like almost immediately, right? Yeah. There was that time where... The big, the big desert level, or the sort of desert with sort of an oil facility at one end, and there was, and, and I'm sure someone someone was just standing at one corner of the map with like an SMG or something somewhere just headshotting everyone. Yes. There was that, it was that, there was that time on that map with the like the radar dome where it's like that mountain where you start at the bottom and oh, go through the right. tunnels and you go up. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was another map where that happened. <laughs> and it was, it was like... Oh, don't stop talking about Battlefield because I'm now having like the what happened to Battlefield sort of like aneurysm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> aneurysm, yeah, again. Because like Battlefield right. 3 and to a lesser extent 4. Okay, I wasn't, so, I wasn't so much into the actual battlefieldiness of them, you know what I mean? The classic Battlefield of them, but right. some of those like enclosed levels and the like all the sort of assault style levels. Rush mode, isn't it? It's called Rush mode. Yes. Man, some of that was real good. Yeah, well, sometimes. I, I mean, some of it was real stupid, but it was, it was good fun. I mean, it was, it was fine if it didn't get too bogged down, because Rush could easily turn into a, oh, just a corridor of grenade launchers and no one goes anywhere. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed those, though. <laughs> was it was the, and the one where you have to, like, you get through the first area, and then, or is the first area jumping off, like doing a skydive or something like? Probably. Yeah. Know, it's just cool. Yes, there's stuff about those games that's just cool and then they stopped doing that and then, <laughs> then they made Battlefield 1 and which was okay yep. and then but not nearly as cool as we well know clearly the number one problem that caused this whole failure was when they got rid of classes and squads or changed classes and squads I mean they were they still didn't get rid they, of them immediately no but. they were still in one weren't they that stuff um, I don't think I think one was the first time where they didn't have squads, but they put them in later, I think. I think they got oh, patched you in. you might be right. Yeah, you might be right. Because everyone complained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Battlefield 1 should have been good, but it just wasn't as fun to play. I, don't, I can't really, I don't really understand why either. Like, maybe it was just map design. Yeah, I think it was like, it had, it like, the weird 
trying to be not really World War One ish. It was sort of in the middle, wasn't it? Like, but then they had these like like the sniper rifles were designed like old school sniper rifles, but functioned like modern sniper rifles, <laughs> yeah. which made sniping way too powerful. Yeah, <laughs> classic problem. Yeah, and that was that was kind of my hope for the game is that like the inaccuracy of weapons would actually get rid of some of that like yeah. long range trouble that Battlefield is often. I mean, often, it plagues all of the Battlefield games normally, like the long range play. It's like I liked Battlefield Free Free Sniping because it was actually like you had to be good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you actually had ridiculous bullet <laughs> drop off and shit. Whereas if you were sniping skill. from like a mile away, you literally had to compensate for that. But it was still possible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you had to be good to do it, and like you know, not like a Call of Duty. And maybe one wasn't quite so much of a fan of just like the ridiculous scope shine you had in Battlefield Three. Whereas, like, if you were looking at someone, you could just they could just see this giant bright dot that gave away your position instantly. That was kind of cool. I mean, it was a balance issue. Yeah, but like it was kind of cool. I feel feel like that was maybe a bit too overpowered. There should have been some kind of like what if just like. Timing not, element to or it. not like into you, the sun, or where, yeah, if you were facing a certain direction, that would have been cool to make yeah, it like yeah, yeah. so you had to pick your spot more carefully. You wouldn't, yeah, I guess you wouldn't have known whether you were glinting or not. That's kind of the thing, yeah. You would but, have, I mean, they could have just made like a UI indicator or something to be like if you're facing in this direction, the sun is reflecting, or just make it like a timing based thing. Like if you're looking at someone for a certain amount of time, then the glint gets brighter, yeah. <laughs> so if you're taking a long oh, time to light maybe. up your shot. Yeah. It makes it more obvious. Huh. 21.43, EA, now's the time. <laughs> but that's, that's what 20.42 was meant to be. <laughs> sort of. I didn't have hover tanks. No. Or orbital drops. <laughs> drop pods. Yep, drop pods. All the drop pods. So anyway, that was me. What were you into? Uh, not a huge amount. Oh, I, was, I was wondering if you just started playing Yakuza because of- <laughs> I mean I had. We talked. We talked. Did I talk about this last I last time? Yeah, I talk, done I'm, sure, I'm sure I can. I meant more. I mean, like you committed oh. fully to Yakuza. Yeah, that's what I mean by I've not played much. I mean, I've played like nothing, nothing but, but Yakuza. Yakuza Five. <laughs> okay. Um. So I reckon I'm about. I'm probably getting to maybe a third of the way through that game. Of the story <laughs> or of like nice. all this bullshit side stuff? Oh, everything. <laughs> okay. Everything. Um, I've done... So uh, the game is, I, I believe, going to be split into five or six parts and I've just finished part two. <laughs> um, uh, so it's a, it's an interesting one, Yakuza 5, because at its core, it's very much more of the same. Um and it's not, and it's, yeah, and it's not. It's not throwing many curveballs at all in terms of like you know they haven't they haven't reinvented anything this time round, um, at all really. It's 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 very very similar to Yakuza Four, and but the interesting part is that they've taken a slight shift in their storytelling style this time round, and that it's 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 way more of a slow burn. In, in the way that the story reveals itself compared to the previous ones. Normally there's some like big event right at the start of the game and mm. that's that's your drive-in. It's like, it's not really happening like that this time. Like the first two parts have all kind of happened in isolation of each other um, and then are coming towards this central event. Um, and they've been in two areas that aren't Kamurocho, which is the other interesting thing. Like they start ah. like, like Kiryu's not in Tokyo. Uh, and the part two is Saijima, um, who was 
introduced in the last game. And uh, like ne- neither of them are in Tokyo for various reasons. Um, so like I've only briefly set foot in Kemarocho so far. Um, and it's mm. been in two brand new areas um, or brand new areas of the game. And I'm wondering if that's going to happen for all the parts. Like, so part three, four, and five, they're just going to be. Well, I mean, um, how, how much of the bullshit side stuff is reliant on a certain area of the map? Well, presumably a bunch of it, right? Because, uh, like, you pick up the sub stories from meeting people often or visiting certain parts of the maps right they yeah. uh, a lot of the sub stories just straight up show up as question marks on the map and you go visit those and then something happens or you speak to someone there and something happens um there's a whole bunch of other secret stuff to find like the revelations the revelations make a return like um but they're um they're way more downplayed this time than they have been like like I discovered a revelation with Saijima, and he hasn't even been told about revelations, right? Like, normally every character gets introduced to this somehow, and they have some stupid way of doing it. Like, I'm pretty sure in, the, in Yakuza 4, Saijima, like, whittled, a, like, a wood carving of the revelation <laughs> he just had. It's like, but now he just does it in the same way as Kiryu, which is quite disappointing. Mm. But, um, but the one revelation I've had with him was bonkers, but that's cool. Um, uh, a bit... Yeah, it's 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 a strange like going back to the story stuff. It's a strange one, yeah, because it's a slow burn. But there is under underneath it all, there is this like mystery that is nobody know at this point in the story. Nobody knows what the bloody hell is going on, but something is going on, and it's like the 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 threads are starting to weave, and it's um that side is cool. Like they did, they like you know, it's a crime, it's a crime drama at heart, I suppose. Yeah. But then they're 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 doing. Yeah, this is more straight laced in that stuff. It's definitely less goofy, but it's but the, yeah, the intrigue is there, so that's good. I'm liking that. I've only really like had one or two. I mean, okay, I fought a bear. I fought several bears, <laughs> obviously with my fists. They're asking for yeah, it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, there's that. Uh, and one of the probably the goofiest side mission I've had so far was you come across a um, a chef who has slipped in the ice. Uh, you, I, oh, I forget, I forget where you, you know, Fuku, Fukuoka, I think they call it. I don't know if that's a real place or not, but it's, I think it's up in the Hokkaido region of um, of Japan. Um, right, so northern and long snowy, way, long way from Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Uh, so yeah, there's this there's this ramen delivery guy who has slipped in the ice and has hurt himself, but he must deliver the ramen to this guy who's like one, just standing there like one junction away <laughs> and sort of waving like, he's okay. like, he's not going to help this guy. He was like, he's like probably injured or something. And he's, so he's just standing there going, I want my ramen. And like, uh, so then, so then obviously Saijima being a nice guy or like all the protagonists being sort of nice guys. <laughs> getting dragged into this stuff we're like fine i'll deliver it but it's like it's so icy it's like so the game's like oh you've got to make sure to walk and not run like and so, so you don't spill this ramen but watch out for other people struggling with the ice and i thought that was just going to be like some of the there's just be a, a crowd of people that were sort of potentially like having little wobbles and stuff like that no what happens is is there's just a stream of dudes like sli- sliding and spinning on their asses down the street towards <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> just sort of screaming as they as they slide yeah! by. <laughs> it was hilarious. I loved it. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, 
<laughs> it's, the, it's the dumbest thing that's happened in the game so far by a long shot and it's like and I wish there was more of that more, I, more I love I yeah. love it when the Yakuza series just goes completely Super off dumb. the rails yeah. and they don't give a monkeys about what's going on it's that's where it's at its best and there's, there's just this this time it feels very slight on that front so far also I don't really like playing as Saijima I don't like his fighting style but uh, so I'm, so I'm kind of glad I'm done with part two <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know what, to, what more to say at this point. I'm like 25 hours into this thing. Like, like I guess, I guess, like every every character this time seems to have a big sub thing they can do. So, like with Kiryu's, he's a taxi driver. So you do these driving missions <laughs> that I think I talked about last time uh, about being a safe driver. That's sort of like combined with a bit of street racing, and you can unlock movie, unlock movies, unlock audio from like other Sega racing games. So if you want to do your uh, street racing to daytona you totally can daytona <laughs> and that's good um it's i mean bit, like it's, it's surprising sometimes when you're wandering around these games what music they've picked is like ambient right. music i just walked past a store and it's like hang on a minute that's jed jed rocket from sonic rush playing like in the background over there Weird. not very ambient although no well it's just, you know just coming out of us ambient in the sense that it's in the yes. world just coming out of a store what's the um, word for that, oh, I've forgotten. No, no, never mind. The what's that? Diagenic. 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 Diagetic. Sorry, Zach's got it right. Okay. It, just, it means, you know, it's like in film when there's music, but it's actually coming from something in the world rather than being on t- laid on top. I see. Yeah. I see. Uh, yeah. So it was playing that. Like the the theme from Sonic Rush Adventure has been like I've spotted in places. <laughs> Maybe not slightly. More appropriate, yeah. slightly. Coming, uh, it tends to come from like the the, the little mini marts. <laughs> that one. Um, some of the bars, I think, are playing Silver's theme from Sonic '06 of all things. <laughs> As a weird reference, yeah, that, that's probably helpful for being less recognisable. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird. And then there's other places where it's just straight up. Oh, this is the same music you used in the last game. Like the 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 backing beat from when you're playing pool or darts in these bars is the, is the same, and it's. You know, this this the stuff that's changed is fun, but the stuff that hasn't changed, you're just like, yeah, all right, okay, maybe this is getting a little stale now. Um, sure. Um, after hundreds of hours of playing these games, yep. um, uh, but yeah, I'm still having a good time. I'm I'm still locked in. Um, I think I may have mentioned last time I've been spoilt as to like what one of the parts will be. I think you get to play as Haruka for a bit, which is new. Um, oh yeah, and I had a pop up saying. Um, uh, basically, you learn how to eat food. <laughs> okay. Like, you, you meet this TV chef, and he's like, when you're eating food, think about the ingredients that go into it and focus on those. And suddenly that makes you a better eater. And, you like, and, and you, like, gain power from eating food. And, uh, uh, yeah, temporary buffs. Um, and, like, but one of the little, little tidbits that came up on the pop-up of it there was, like, uh, oh, and this, in, in a dance battle... This this affects Haruka like this, and I'm like, wait, what? Dance battles? It's like, and it's like, oh, I guess that makes sense because like Haruka's probably not going to be a combat focused character, so they're going to get around it somehow. <laughs> and it's like, I can't wait. I want to see how the game handle handles dance yeah. battles. <laughs> awesome. Probably it's like on. karaoke. <laughs> probably. Well, yeah, button presses. Yeah. 
Uh, and for those that are curious, Club Sega this time features uh, Virtual Fighter 2, uh, which I think they had in the previous one as well. Um, with its notoriously cheaty AI. <laughs> so if you want to like do some retro Sega that's there. But they've also got like I, I can't I can never remember the full title of it, but they've got that like drum game or like a very lit, stripped back version of the drum game. Like was it Titsin no Tatsujin or something? Yeah. Um, um so which I didn't realise was a Sega property, but it's it, that's in there as well. But again, it's just another rhythm game. It's just like playing the karaoke or whatever. So it's like you're not getting much in your like side arcade activity this time around. Although apparently there's like different patchy slot machines if I could ever figure out how the bloody hell those work. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that's Yakuza. It's more Yakuza. But now it's Which more... Is just what you want. <laughs> but it's more segmented Yakuza this time. Even more than mm. 4 was. It feels, mm. feels more separated. But yeah, we'll see how, we'll see how it comes together. Um, and yeah, listener beware, I will be I think I'll, I think it's safe to be spoilerific on this one, right? It's like it's an old <laughs> ass game, so it's sure. not even a re-release. Majima's supposed to be dead. It's the worst one. Of course he's not dead. Of course he's not. Of course he's not dead. Although he has pretended to be zombies before. <laughs> he has pretended to be a zombie before. That is true. <laughs> He's pretended to be many things yeah, before. Sure has. <laughs> well, in fairness, I don't know that any of that was actually in Yakuza 1. I think that's only in the Kiwami version, <laughs> but still. Hype for Majima. Uh, so that's, that's the Yakuza. Uh, and I haven't really been doing a whole bunch else. Like, Loma uh, and I continue to play a bit of Pentiment here and there for the moments when oh, yeah. I can stay awake and read the text. <laughs> yeah, um, fair. Uh, I mean, it's intriguing. We've got to the point where we've got past Act One. <laughs> okay. Do you know of how many? I think of two, from what I know okay. of the game. Um, some time has passed, and uh, the ramifications of our actions are becoming apparent as we explore this new. The ramifications of your inaction, or our inactions, or our mistakes, right. or inaccuracies, shall we say, in the in the first act. Um, or inability to pass a single voice check. Then <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, conversation. Everyone just likes us in the, like a medium amount. I think in this game, which is not enough to pass like any checks. And it's it's all about people liking you. These these checks, like uh, it's never about you being right or anything <laughs> like that. Which is kind of frustrating because it's like even if you're like defending your case because you're you, you know you're right in this case it's not going to get you very far with people no um so yeah it's uh yeah it, it continues to be good i don't really have much more to add to that um and i guess all the other stuff is like i've still been consistent i've still been mucking around with my cinder quite a bit <laughs> getting getting my light gun gunnage on um uh, what were some highlights? It's like, oh, I've been, been getting a bit better at Virtual Cop 2. That game's a classic. Um, still plays real good. Uh, I actually got Virtual Cop 3 to run, which I was surprised was possible. So the Sega Chihiro, uh, which was the successor to their, I, think, I believe the successor to their Naomi Hardcut um, arcade boards. I didn't really oh. realize this, but it's based on, it's basically an original Xbox. 
Um, and the, and like the Naomi board was basically a Dreamcast, but I didn't realize the Chihiro was basically an, an original Xbox. So right. you can emulate Chihiro in an Xbox emulator if you have like some modified ROMs. Um, so you can get hold of the Virtual Cop 3 ROM modified to run as a, uh, as an Xbox ROM in in in, CX, in the emulator CXBXR, and uh, it's not perfect emulation. There's definitely some moments where all you can see is a black screen, um, <laughs> and in fairness, some of the funnier moments are like it's clearly doing some sort of frame buffer effect over the screen while these black screens are on, but like it's not enough to obscure the UI. So fortunately, most of the time you can still see the big ass targeting reticle to be like shoot here, and it's like okay, I don't know what I'm shooting at, but I'll shoot the reticle, and it'll sure. be fine. Um, uh, so yeah, Virtual Cop Three is an interesting one because like, I used to play it like when I worked at Mega Bowl in Southampton. Uh, I used to. It used to be one of the arcade machines they had there, and it used to be sort of like an after shift ritual of ours to have a have a round of Virtual Cop, play a bit of Virtual Cop, yeah, yeah, do a bit of that, do a bit of Ghost Squad if we fancied it, um, you know, Sega Gun Games, <laughs> do do run the gamut while we're there. Um, and Virtual Cop Three is interesting because it like it follows the same sort of pattern as the previous ones in that you can, you know, big ass reticles appear on screen, and if and if they reach zero, then you get shot and you lose a life. Same same sort of deal. The same sort of weirdly zooming camera eyes your guys seem to have. And uh, but the, the the difference this time is is you're given a pedal, like a t- right. like Time Crisis, but instead of hiding, it slows down time. So you can step on this pedal to to bullet time it. Yeah, okay. basically. So if anyone does shoot at you whilst you're well. Uh, or you, you time it just right, the bullet actually becomes visible and you can shoot it out of the air, which is pretty cool. And there's 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 spots in the game where the whole bunch of people appear at once and it sort of makes a loud beeping noise, suggesting you need to probably go into bullet time right now to deal with these guys. It's going to be real hard if you don't. Um, uh, and it's an interesting mechanic because it like it because they, they lean into it at times where it's like, and they don't always prompt you about it, but it's like if you kind of know, oh, this enemy's going to be a bit tricky, or it's going to he's going to throw lots of axes at me at the same time. I can use a brief amount of bullet time to make sure I deal with those okay, and then right, and then wail on the boss. Um, it's it's yeah, it's interesting because it just plays that little bit differently to pretty much any other light gun game out there. Um, uh, and it's neat. It's it's like it. Yeah, holds. I've got a I've got a soft spot for Virtual Cop Three. It's a good one. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that 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 works, albeit not perfectly. But like, hopefully that will that will improve over time. Um, it's still playable. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. Um, I've been dipping into my old old classics, like playing some more Point Blank and stuff like that. Um, but I also I dipped into this thing called Zero Point. Right, Zero Point. Which is a knockoff of Point Blank. <laughs> oh, but it's like it's like it, it's it's not a good knockoff. Like clearly, a lot of effort has gone into it because it's got all like their own animations and stuff. But they've sort of lent into this really weird. Uh, if you think of like Point Blank, they kind of like when everything has got this kind of rough around the edges, like cartoony sprite look to it for the most part, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah, sure, but quite well made sprite art. And it's like for 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 zero point and its sequel zero point two, they've kind of lent into using pre-rendered three D graphics as sprites, and it, it mm. looks awful. 
<laughs> like oh, it's gonna but also it does it but it does everything in the same way that like uh like point blank does like the level setups yeah. are the same it's these set of like micro stages of, like a little shooting game with a little target you have to beat in order to not lose a life and carry on um it's the same game and the first game de- the, f- the first zero point is definitely cribbing way more than the second one the second one they decided to go off and do their own sort of style but it sucks uh, um in the second game also introduces levels where you have to reload which is weird for a point blank style game but okay why not Try and introduce your own spin. They're not very good. That's what I was going to say. They're not very good. They look like ass, and they don't play great, and they sound like ass as well. Um, just go, just go play Point Blank. Um, like either the arcade version or the PlayStation version, both are good as it turns out. I've been playing both. <laughs> um, uh, so there's that. I played. Did I talk about Area Fifty One last time? Do you remember the old Atari light gun game? Um, it was in, no, I don't in, think so. So Area 51 was the one where it's like, it was like full motion video kind of thing. Like the entire game, none of it was actually being rendered in real time. They uh, had like a, a pre-made video sequence playing in the background, but like the these zombie military guys would appear in uh, like... They, they would they would be sort of like mocapped or well, not mocapped, but yeah, like, a bit like Mortal Kombat, I guess. It's got that Mortal Kombat-y look to it. They filmed people and like animated them during the scenes and sort of put them into this video in mostly convincing ways. Um, and and then it's a light gun game, but it's like it, it, it's it was. I remember it being weirdly popular. Like you'd see Area Fifty One games like yeah all over the place uh, and. I was I did a bit of research on it and like for a time it apparently like saved Atari from like one of their many bankruptcies I guess um, like it, it it got them it did well enough to get them out of it well enough that they then made a follow up uh, called Maximum Force um, and a few home console versions of it I think I think there was a PlayStation version as well um, so I've been playing that and I don't understand why it was popular. It's like, it's not a great, it's an okay shooter, but it's not great. Like it's, um, the zombies, like when they shoot at you, they lay, they appear and they sort of like, they can, they, they, they sort of start shooting immediately. Um, but you can't, they never make any noise, which is the weird thing. Like they they're just sort of like standing there doing this animation, like or, or with, without any sound there's just this like weird like lens flare coming off the tip of their gun in a sort of ready pinky fashion and uh i guess if they're on screen for too long in that state that counts as you getting hurt and it's but it's just it's just weird that they don't make noise it makes the whole thing a very strange feeling experience which maybe isn't a problem in a, in an actual arcade i guess but if you're playing it at home where you can hear that there's nothing to hear it's weird, right? It's just weird. Yeah, assuming it's working right. Assuming it's working right, yeah, of course, because this is all emulated, um, and it's also a bit. It's a slightly you have to go for a few more hoops to get this to work than other ones because all that video is stored on a. You need to get hold of the video files for the game separately from the actual ROM that runs it, um, uh, and in mainland that's called getting hold of a CHD, which. Um, I love stands for continuous hunk of data. That's great. Um, <laughs> awesome. So hunky. <laughs> uh, so once you got hold of those files, which are big, actually, they're like because they mimic what the old hard disk in this hard disk in like a late nineties uh, 
arcade machine. Um, they mimic what those were like, and they're like like five hundred five hundred megabytes of like uh, of hard disk, which you know that's quite a lot for the time. Um, yeah, just just running this video. Uh, yeah, and you got to get you got to make sure you get hold of those and get it and get them in the right place, and then Mame will figure out how to use them. Um, and then you got to go through the jump through the normal hoops of getting a Mame going game to function. Um, and then and then it's all works and it's and it's all right. Uh, but you know, it's Area Fifty One, so it's not it's not that good. I just don't understand. I just don't understand its popularity. That's the thing. Um, uh, so there was that. What else have I been playing with? I've been mucking around with of interest. Um, <laughs> I tried some. Um, these these would be better explained like in video form, probably. But I tried playing a couple of Sega's fixed point games, like where. Um, I guess mounted guns, I suppose, instead of like traditional light guns. So you had like a like a big old plastic thing on a pivot, I guess, is the best right. way to describe them. Um, so the first Jurassic Park gun game they did was like that. Um, you mean like Gunblade or as well? Yeah, Gunblade fits into that category. I've got, I haven't played Gunblade yet. I've got it's it's available on the modern on the Model Two emulator, um, but but I've not given that a go yet. Um, but yeah, I think there was this phase where like they made a few a few of these. Like, I'm going to call them rail shooters, like, and but that's I don't mean like the just standard generic term. It's an on rail shooter because I guess you could describe every light gun game ever as an on rail shooter. Um, mm. But these these are like almost literally on rails. You're always moving. You're like in a car or in a cart, um, traveling. And there's things to shoot at. Like you just hold down the button and you shoot at the things and hope you don't get hurt too much that you die. Um, and like those are just, they're just, mm. I don't know if there's any way to play those well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They just feel like stuff is happening around you and you can perhaps live a little longer, but you're going to die eventually because there's too much to actually fend off completely. Um, right. Yeah. The, the only thing that's sort of like noteworthy about it is, is is that you know from a technology standpoint like Jurassic Park's pretty cool because it's not actually 3D in the like 3D sense it's using sort of like super a lot of super of scaled sprites to simulate the effect um i guess like how games like Radmobile and things did it um in the arcade as well um using Sega's tech um, and the effect is pretty good a lot of the time. Like you imagine, like in like in Jurassic Park, where they go over the plains and there's all those like little things running at you. Uh, you know, right, yeah, the, yeah. the little the, the fast dinos. Um, yeah. And now imagine they're coming at you, you know, and they're at, you actually got to shoot them all, <laughs> and you yeah. get, get a pretty pretty good impression of like what's going on. And like, and it doesn't yeah, yeah. it doesn't look bad. Like they've somehow managed to mimic that like glade effect. Um, just by scaling green blocks of sprite, and it's it's yeah, it's 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 neat. And there are there are certain spots where you go through like tunnels of foliage and things like that, and it's just it's just all done with scaling sprite work, and it's it's pretty cool looking. It's a, it's a good Impressive. like look, yeah, it's a good look back at like what they could do with nothing but sprites toward before they started before Sega started moving into proper three D. Um, yeah, it was neat. So there was that, and there's Rail Chase. That's all, that's a similar similar thing. That's also made like with that sort of tech. Um, but I tried Rail Chase too, and I want to just talk about this because this is a it's not, again not a good game. But um, 
uh, they decided to make a sequel to this sort of thing. And they did this on when they had 3D capabilities at this point. So it's based on the Model 2, which is the same board that was running Virtual Cop and things like that. So yeah, it's another yeah. one of these constantly. But you're literally in Rail Chase, you're literally like, you, I, I think it's like in the aftermath if you've just done some Indiana Jones type shit. And you're and you're like on an, and this is just an, an right, enormous right, right. escape sequence. You're like in a minecart on rails, um, and it's it's obviously ludicrous because there are times when the minecraft the minecraft the minecart comes off the off the tracks and it's just somehow still okay and like drifts on the tops of buildings and things. It's it's real stupid. Um, but my favorite thing about about the game is that. I haven't quite figured out what this there's this there's this one vocal sample that's part of the music that plays when you like complete a section or something or complete a stage and I can't work out what they say like so it does it and it, and to me it sounds like there's just the, like this this like three or four lady backing singers just going bitches <laughs> and I <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just can't work out what they're supposed to be saying. Like, right. <laughs> like is it so is, are they like like we're we're doing well, so it's like they're going riches or or is it like a, just a really weird pronunciation of rail chase? So it's like rail chase, but rail chase bitches. <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> but it did make me laugh every time it happened. <laughs> it's just like, yes, I did a thing, bitches. <laughs> exactly what you want <laughs> it's real stupid uh and i think that's my adventures in light gunning in light gun games yeah i've, I've still got plenty more to cover um i think zach's only play a bit of lethal enforcers like you know that, that was vintage um but not a lot not a, not a lot to really talk about there um but we tried playing house of the dead one of all things because you can run that on the uh, uh model two as well uh, I game's hard and quite cheap yeah. in places. <laughs> like the camera will just swing around, and there's a guy already attacking you. And you have like a <laughs> like a frame or two to get a shot on him to react. Yeah, oh dear. it's like it's that's, that's no that's, fun. That's a that's a tough game, but it's more tonally consistent than House of the Dead Two. Let's put it that way. And the voice acting is better. Like <laughs> somehow, wow. I don't really, <laughs> I don't actually have much exposure to House of the Dead One. So this is all kind of. It all kind of new to me, actually. So I'm more. I'm, I've always been more of a two player. Um, mm. uh, so yeah, I was actually surprised when people spoke, and it wasn't just in the weirdest possible accent. <laughs> Completely not. Yeah, mm. bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's an upgrade, isn't it, to have it yeah. be like the gameplay's better and the voice acting's worse. It's perfect <laughs> in two. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're meeting G over there. <laughs> And as you see, like G, G, like clearly injured on the floor, and he's just like, uh, "Take this or something." Go, you must have. And then you just walk away, going, "Please be safe." And it's like he's not safe. <laughs> he's in this no. zombie apocalypse, already injured. No. <laughs> That's in like the opening minute of the game. <laughs> it's great. That's gonna do it. Like on games, yeah. Uh, what have I done? I think I played a little bit more uh, God of War. Um, I was wondering. I mean, I, I've got to the Elf Realm or what of Alfheim, which which was in the original game, but like it's obviously a new oh, right, environment yeah. this time around. 
but it's like it's so beautiful that's the <laughs> thing it's like i'm starting to think like i wonder because like what what's it what how do we judge games these days because like there's so much care and artwork and attention put into like put into the environments that like because the thing about this is like obviously the gameplay's good but it's the same like pretty much i mean maybe i mean I've, I've yet i suppose i haven't gone far enough to do you know the point was that like this time around you don't have repeating assets and, right. and fights it's it's kind of like everything's unique and original like every boss fight and stuff which is cool obviously uh but like oh, for broadly, sure. well, there must be a whole bunch of like you know minion encounters that are... oh yeah 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 there's tons and yeah it's, it's newly balanced and everything but um uh, but broad, I mean, the big, the biggest difference in gameplay is the fact that it's double the frame rate, right? Not that, not anything to do. Sure, because you're playing on PS5, yeah. right? Exactly. But like, it's amazing. All the look, it's so beautiful. All the environments and everything. And it's like, uh, at what point are we judging? Is it like, are we judging these things not not on what what, what of a game they are, and and uh, on like all the all the incredible you know yeah i mean the artwork that's gone into yeah and the story part of it i suppose it's sort of been an, an, an age-old debate or whatever but like this one really hasn't the gameplay was pretty much done last time yeah. so this time it's all that it is it's like the judging the the new story which is good and the and basically it's just looks you know it's just in, um it's not that it looks incredible it's that which it does it's that the just the 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 places that you go have been crafted with this. You know, sure, I think, uh, I, I I think it's, a, it's a valid debate, right? Because it's, I, I think we were starting to have this sort of conversation. Well, I say we were probably already having this conversation back when things like Uncharted and stuff were coming out. Yeah, because Uncharted One, like at the time, was a bit of a looker, right? On, on it, was, sure. it, was, it was a sort of an early showcase for. PS3, like yeah. when you knew what you were doing with the hardware, um, mm. which not many people did at the early days of the PS3. Um, no. uh, but like, if we're being totally honest, it's not the greatest shooter in the world. And it's, no, no, you know, no, no, it, no. It, 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 no it definitely not. I'm sure they made improvements in in Uncharted two and three, but like neither of them. I, I was never a hundred percent certain that they played brilliantly, really. In the in the, well, in, the, two, in, the in the in the obviously plays a bit better. But yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. But play. like in the, yeah. in the in the broader landscape of gaming at that time, I was. Uh, I don't. I think we spoke about it on this very podcast. You know, I don't know that we were totally convinced that they played. I mean, the the magical thing about those games is, especially two, is like it it plays smoothly during a crazy action yes. set piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what was cool about it. Like the actual, if it's just like sh- the shooting in environments, then no, it's not, it's not that good. And that, and unfortunately, and it was the case in two, that gets highlighted towards the end of the game where you get the like, and it's, it's, I think it's the same in all the Uncharted's like, it starts to get hardest, obviously towards the end. And mm. that's when you start, but in two like spoilers, but you get like, aliens or whatever don't you and well uh, the, fir- the first two uncharted's you get like yeah you get whatever they are other yeah. thing happening yeah and it's like um that that's not so good but what the the cool part and the innovative part of the gameplay which i don't know if is is even matched today in in many other games is the way that you could still have smooth control of the player even when like the building is collapsing yeah 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 and they would they would like tune the scenes so it would 
like you know, the camera would be facing the, just the right way, but it wouldn't be unplayable yeah. whilst you were doing that. It was a very well crafted thing. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. It's like it like as a game should it have been the conversation was beginning like as a game yeah, should it, have it been, was should have been coming was. up as, as high and i and i felt that most strongly with maybe the first last of us because right yeah, yeah. what a, again ps3 era like absolute showcase for, showcase for what that console was capable of it's uh, true. end of end of the ps3's lifespan admittedly but like still it was a fantastic and amazing looking thing and 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 an amazing bit of storytelling but the the actual game, ooh. yeah, and yeah, I n- not so into it. Like, especially mm. with the first one. Like, I was a bit more into the second one, but like, um, mm. <laughs> and less so the the, the story <laughs> in the second one. Yeah, um, conversely, yeah. yeah. So it's it's like it's, it's what it gets a whole bunch of praise, like for the visuals and for the storytelling. Like, don't you think they should lose a, maybe a couple of knocks for not actually being particularly great playing game or maybe i was in the minority there like i don't know mm. and then mm. you get something like spider-man and god of war which you know are firing on all cylinders and it's like i don't know it's hard to put a foot wrong really they're both amazing yeah. games and uh if, if god of war 2 is just more of that then how how do you how do you how do you vote it down how, like, is there any, oh i'm is not there... i'm not there's no i'm not i've not got any parrot um I'm just saying, like, it's not moving anything forward there, really. Yeah. But, should, should it take like, a knock for not moving the needle? For not moving things forward. But it's just so... But if it's still so like, good, like, compared to everything yeah. else, like, how do you... Yeah. And it's like, but it's not unnecessary because, like, the previous game exists. It's not like, oh, you could just play the previous game because it's got all this story and and environments and, and enemies and stuff, you know. I suppose enemies is a bit different, but, mm. yeah, that that is new gameplay. But, you know... Um, you think they're using PS5, or is it just the doubling of the frame rate that you think they're sort of getting for? Free? I mean, the fidelity like, is. I mean, I I, I don't know because I'm not comparing apples to apples uh, now because I played uh, God of War on a PS4 Pro on my monitor, and this right, time yeah. I'm on I'm on a PS5 on a 4K OLED TV, so it's quite different ah uh, sure so I, so you weren't playing like at 4k no i suppose i was i was i had the down it was down sampled to to, to 1440p i suppose oh right well that's still pretty good yeah well i had a 1440p monitor when i played yeah, yeah. um and i was looking and i was right up next to it right yeah, obviously because yeah. it was a monitor i was playing it at my desk yeah so you probably wouldn't have been it, losing much you might have yeah no so but so hard to say but i i mean it, it looks. I mean, it's kind of more PS Five y than I kind of expected. Like, mm. I, I think it is rather. I, I, I suppose it's 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 a weird world, isn't it? Because now they make things that to be scalable back, but it's hard to. I wouldn't. I don't know what it would look like on the PS Four Pro or how different it would look to the original game. You know, mm. uh, but it, it. I don't know. From, from from what I can tell, that it, it's. I don't know if things are plateauing, but I don't know what a game going. F- all out on the PS5 at 30 frames per second even looks like. Like what? You know what I mean? Like what's the... I guess we have to see what Quantic Dream yeah. come up with with this Star, Star Wars-y thing. Yeah. yeah, I doubt that's even going to come out, that game. Yeah, <laughs> you reckon? Uh, no, I think that might be Vaporware. How much to pick it in the league when it comes out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I might do. Um, 
yeah, I suppose we get to see. I mean, it'll be years, but yeah, eventually we will get a um, Naughty Dog game on the PS5. Uh, that's PS5 only. Presumably, they'll it'll come out long enough into the life cycle that they can finally ditch the PS4 version. Sure. They have to be working. Who on knows? It. I mean, does, at this, I mean, yeah. is Ratchet and Clank the closest that we have? I at suppose the so, I but mean. that's so. But that probably is it. No, I haven't tried it, but like, it seems like that's like. I don't know. I mean, and we haven't seen what Spider-Man 2 is going to be doing. Exactly. It's, it's the same it's all studio, isn't it? <laughs> as, as Ratchet and Clank. So. That's true, yeah. So, I, I mean, it feels like a next-gen game to me. But, it's, I mean, the, obviously the gap between generations is smaller than it yeah, used yeah. to be. But, like, and Sony yeah, are still supporting both is the other thing. Where, yeah. Like, the, the game is still coming out on both platforms. So it's like, is that yeah. hampering them in some way? I mean, I think what it's doing is it's using... What it, what what you're not getting is like the you're, you're getting like the peak of the old techniques, right? With uh, mm. but you're not getting the new techniques. So I don't think it has ray tracing. You know, I don't think it has uh, Lumen. You know, the Unreal Engine craziness. Sure. That's yeah. the next gen stuff that I, we haven't really seen. So, but in, it is the absolute peak of like prior gen technology you know, graphics. I mm. think. Yeah, you see, I'm not. Although, like things like Fortnite and stuff are now utilizing. Unreal 5 and are yeah. actually running with Lumen and Nanite but if you mm. want to. It's like those, just those assets in Fortnite are probably not designed to be... No. <laughs> you know, they're not designed with that yeah. stuff in mind. I mean, I did so, see the DF video on, on that and on the Fortnite. And of course, it is night and day when you look at the... I mean, the classic one is the screen space reflections on water and when you sure. pan up, things disappear. And it's like the classic. fact that that is yeah. just fixed is, 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 is great, obviously. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, exactly. It's not the full showcase you want, is it? For, for no, the new I, I think we're a whole like the Matrix demo. Yeah, personally, I think we're. I, I actually think we're a whole console generation away from being able to use this next step of rendering tech. Um, yeah, like, it's just still so expensive, and yeah. you need. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you've got the RTX, whatever the the super hardware accelerated cards now, but that that won't be. That will mean to be a new generation of consoles to to yeah, have a, a, a a version of that tech that's more advanced and a lot cheaper, right? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and storage for all these ridiculous oh, new yeah. assets. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah um, I guess so. But, it, but yeah, the texture quality in in God of War is pretty damn good. I mean, you you'll know better than you'll be able to pick out stuff. But it looks really nice in in four K. And it's not even like this is the, I don't know, they're not in, even going for necessarily like prettiest game ever or whatever, are they? But I don't know. It just, and that's what I'm saying. It's the artwork that's been put into the sure. the environments and stuff that makes it special. You know. It's cool. It's cool. And then, yeah, so God of War, and I played a bit more Stray, but similarly, that's like just nice environments, obviously on a different scale because it's an indie game in comparison. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's again... It's quite nice, relaxing to play, gradually revealing the story of the dystopia, the catty dystopia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of me that's like, what if, I know, and I'm still catching up, but there's a bit of me that's just like, well, what if the, 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 the Yakuza games were rendered in the same fidelity? <laughs> like, yeah. Because like, well, they're, they're doing I, quite I, a lot. They're like, it's it's the sort of breadth versus detail thing. But, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> God of War is pretty breathy as well. Um, 
uh, yeah, but it's not fully open world or whatever. Like it's not. Yeah. yeah. How how if they really wanted to, how well could they render those real brands of of whiskey? <laughs> I know. Well, what we want is today's equivalent of uh, of um, yeah. Oh, I think of Shenmue or something. Yeah, maybe <laughs> highly rendered food. Highly rendered. Yeah. Well, no, it's thir- yeah, thirteen, wasn't it? That had the. It's 15, right? Yeah, sorry, 15, you're right. I forget, 15 is the one that came out. 16 is the one that's coming out. Coming out, yeah. Um, Yeah, which were, like, faked in some interesting ways, but they were actually rendered in-game. Like, as far as 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 I know, I think they only looked good from, like, one One angle. angle. Like, if you moved the camera at all, they broke. But you couldn't do that until, you know, you could hack the PC version of it. But, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that was some ridiculously good-looking food. And then you got the side quest about cup noodles. <laughs> weird, weird branding of cup noodles turns up in Final Fantasy. It's like, what is GTA 6 going to look like? Is it going to be scaled back, you know, to work on previous gen? I mean, it's, I don't know, to make maximum money, yeah, presumably. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, mm. Or by the time it comes out, have we not just hit the stride with this generation where it's not, not a problem? Mm. And at what point does, you know, um, what's the um, Tears of the Kingdom, you know, look unacceptably bad, you know, compared to a modern game? You know, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's beautiful. Uh, I still think think... the world is beautiful, but it's like in terms of texture quality or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) Or like... I mean, they yeah. are, like, again, this is the art versus technical side of things. You can art yeah. your way out of almost anything. Like, yeah, and but Nintendo it's harder are very, in a, Nintendo in are a, very good at that. Um, they generally. are, but it's harder in a, in a big open world epic than it is in a, I don't know, something like Splatoon or something. I don't know. Well, that's why you stylize, right? That's, that's why Nintendo do yeah. what they do. Um, anyway, yep. So, continuing with those pretty good games. Because like, that was what Final Fantasy Thirteen did, right? They could have moved to modern rendering styles, but they didn't. They doubled down on using older style techniques when, you know, the 360 and like, things like Gears of War were coming out with their more like naturally lit um, environments and mm. things like that, whereas Final Fantasy thirteen was saying, no, we're going to do things the PS2 way, but we're going to just uh, do just make it do way more, more it. detailed. Yeah. And for that particular game, I don't have a problem with how FF thirteen looks. You know, it's a no, no, it's, it's a pretty cool. impressive yeah. looking thing, but it's not doing anything new, like technically, really. It's just doing it at much no, exactly. higher fidelity than the PS2 stuff did. But that's cool. I mean, yeah, it looks and it good. works. Yeah. It works for them. They again, they sort of art and styled their way out of the problem. Um, yeah, which is cool. And as yeah, I'm all for that. It doesn't really matter. And of course, let's. Elephant in the room. Last year's game of the year, not for us, but for the rest of the world. Elden Ring. You know, it's not. I mean, from software games aren't really yeah. technical showpieces. Like, yeah, yeah, doesn't need to be. I suppose that one. No, they, they, they get away with it. I mean, they did quite a lot of work where where they managed to turn their game into an overworld game. That was quite yeah. a lot of effort. For sure. Them. Credit where it's due. Yeah. Sorting their engine out so it could cope. Yeah. 
that's never that's that's a challenge a lot of people don't get over um <laughs> i mean how long did it take for the uh Oh, I mean, they didn't get over turning Frostbite into an open-world engine for Mass Effect, did they? That was one of its core problems. That and its animation mm. um, foibles. Yeah, it's not... True. It's, uh, it's true. Yeah, going open-world is a challenge. No doubt. Oh, and that was sort of other thing, yeah, because the, the engine they were right. running Final Fantasy Thirteen on couldn't mm. deal with open-worlds very well. Yes, they had, to, they had to keep it corridor based. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until the one bit That's where like, it was a bit more open, and then there's like nothing just, in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just flat, simple planes. Um. Right, I think uh, that might be a, a podcast. Yes. Um, always check out our uh, our website happysalad.net and our YouTube channel Happy Salad. There'll be some more videos coming up. I think Rogue Legacy 2 has just dropped. So check that one out. And um, there'll be more. Sonic Lost World is in the hopper, ready for next week. So look forward to that next week. Good faces. In a couple of weeks for another salad cast. Goodbye. Goodbye.